Hi, Neil Brennan here. Um, I got nothing to promote. Or yeah, I do. I got a fucking special on iTunes. And uh, and that's Women and Black Dudes, the name of the special. Download that shit. You can go to Comedy Central, download the whole special. And also, if you like this podcast, star it. Because you're already on the page. Just hit five stars. It's just better for us. Yeah, and if better. you have like a whole rating system, go ahead and write a big review if you got that kind of time. But otherwise, just star us. Yeah, if you think we're a one star, why the fuck are you listening yeah, in the bother. first place, man? Yeah. Log off now. You don't deserve this. We do this Someone free. called us typical white blowhards. I was that, well, that's actually inaccurate. I would yeah, say yeah but it was fair. like... Cause I guess I said that communism wasn't given a chance. Uh-huh. And he was like, fuck this. And, of course, no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. Anyhow, go ahead, Moshe. Uh, it's Moshe Kasher. How's everyone doing? Listen, I will be at Madison, Wisconsin, at Comedy Club on State, the 27th through the 1st of March, Charlotte, North Carolina, 6th through the 8th of March, April Fool's Day, New Orleans, Louisiana, One-Eyed Jacks with Tom Lennon and Natasha Leggero on the weekend after that. I'll be at Laugh Boston. So there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. Go to MosheKasher.com. You could still get a T-shirt. Go to blue uh, collar distro forward slash the champs, and I think that's it, man. Fuck. I think let's start this episode. Sure, you got anything? Um, I mean, I don't. I, I got my show Charlemagne and Friends every Wednesday at eleven thirty on MTV Two. So watch that. Mor- and my morning radio show, The Breakfast Club, six a.m. to ten a.m. Depending on what coast you're on. Is that that's the Shade Forty Five one, right? No, I do regular terrestrial radio. I work. Oh, for, you do. I work for Clear Channel. Yeah. But you so, do. what is the the so the breakfast show? What, oh, Shay. Uh, uh, Let's that's start the, the wake show. Up show. Sway is the wake up show. I'm oh, the you're the breakfast club. club. Yep. All right. God bless. Moses got apparently his own agenda. Okay. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Moses got shit music. he's got to do. Let's put some music here. Now you're fucking with the champs. Yes. Yeah. Back. That's how you do it. Wax. Starting the show, it's the Champs Podcast. Uh, so our guest again. today, I gotta say, um, we did a sketch on the player on the Chappelle show called The Player Haters Ball, and I gotta say, if we do it again, if there was some kind of reunion, you would be in it this I time. W- I would love to be. That was one of my favorite sketches ever. And have you seen the there is a shirt that they sell at Supreme just says hate, 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 hate. It's a fucking Oxford. It's a button up. Y'all caught that says, though. Y'all did it right because y'all had a star on there back in the day. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Star, what happened to Star? He um well star, star got he got fired from Clear Channel. I think he does like an internet radio show now. Oh, yeah, he does the sad. radio show now. If you're wow, a hip-hop a fan or a radio fan, you might be recognizing that voice already uh, from The Breakfast Club. I yep. mean, a real... A re- they say the Howard Stern of hip-hop. Uh, that's an it's too much pressure. Moniker. I don't want... That's a, but that's you're a, good. That's a lot of pressure. I, I'm legit a fan. Uh, uh, it's Charlemagne the God, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, thank Charlemagne. you. Charlemagne. God bless. The, the, God. the prince of pissing people off, the ruler rubbing you the wrong way, the architect of aggravation, that's me. <laughs> So I, I thought it was going to have a more elaborate setup for the nah, Champs man. podcast. It's very elaborate. Nah, <laughs> we just got out of my house, man. It's like everybody was doing it in my house. Everybody talks about how great the podcast is, and it is a great podcast. But I thought we was coming to like a real fancy studio. <laughs> no, man, it's like a trap house. We literally this is like the it. nicest way you've ever spoken to an interviewee. <laughs> no, I'm just so saying. far. Like we got you granola. What more do you yeah, want? Yeah, natural granola, oats, honey, raisins, and almonds. <laughs> nice glass of water. 
Yeah, not even a bottle of water. A glass. I know, not even there, a bottle of water. There used to be bottles. I felt bad. Yeah, Moshe offered bottles, hey. went back there, and then what I see him coming. This nice like, glass makes me feel more at home. I feel like I'm in my grandma's house. Yeah. God bless the dead. You want some Kool-Aid, baby? Yeah, some red Kool-Aid. <laughs> what flavor? Red. fucked up. Um, all right, so, sure. I don't know much about you, man. I mean, I know the show, and I know what you, I see you on the Talking Head shows, and I, and I will say that you're always funny. Uh, on the Talking Head shows, uh, you you have your own Talking Head show now. Basically. Yeah, I mean I'm on a few. I'm on a uh, Guy Code, uh, yeah. as well as Girl Code. Um, we do a show called Guy Code where we all play attorneys, right? Where, where we uh, defend. And Donnell the is the violations. judge on that show, Donnell's and he looks the judge. fucking a thousand years old. Donnell is looking old for I for no reason <laughs> other than fucking just color your beard, dude, or fucking moisturize or something. He looks. A thousand, and it's obviously everybody's younger than him. You're not that much younger than him, but everybody yes, else. Yes, I is. am. Oh, I don't know how yeah, old I'm you. Thirty-three. Are. Oh yeah, you're a lot younger yeah. than Donald. Donald's just, what, just a young 40 man. Something. Um, how old yeah. is Donald? It's forty something. But it he works for Donald. Talk about it. Donald. Absolutely. Donald's like the angry old uncle that you yes. know, you'd love to have come over for at least an hour. You, if, you anything can, over an hour, he's overstaying his welcome. <laughs> You can carbon date his ash to find out his true age. <laughs> um, but I got right. my own talk show too. I got my late night talk show that comes on MTV too every Wednesday night at eleven thirty. And what's the what's the premise? It's just all my politically correct my my, my politically incorrect views and potentially dangerous rhetoric. And, and I get I guess if I had to compare it to something, it's kind of like Chelsea Handler. The setup, the setup. Me because me and then like three other people will be on the show with me. Oh God! All right. Yeah, so yeah, do you yeah. and and do you have like an opening monologue and shit? Nah. Nah. It's just open on you and three people. That's it. I don't, I don't like. I'm not a comedian. Like I think people get that misconstrued. Yeah, like, you're uh, not a comedian on stage, but you have you you have soundbitey ass funny things to say. Well, that's only because I understand how people you know take in communication now. Like when you communicate with people, you can only do it in 140 characters or less nowadays. Yeah. Like you can't have a long, elaborate conversation with people unless they're actually thinking people. And majority of society is not thinking. I, it's really uh, it's getting more and more remarkable to me. Well, that's the, interesting. How, sim- how simple people are. Yes. Yeah, but at the same time, podcasting has become a bigger and bigger form of media, which is the opposite of the... But it's for people who want to listen. Right. It's a certain audience. It's just a thinking audience, a cerebral yeah. audience that actually wants to listen to somebody talk for an hour. Yeah. You know? But, he, the, but now it's like... You know what's been... Have you watched the Woody Allen shit at all? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the how quickly... And I find it in myself how quickly I'll just be like... Fuck it, he did it. Yep. Fuck no way. Fuck There's it, no he way did. he did it. No, he didn't. He couldn't have done it. Wait, fuck it. Yeah, he did. And it's like whoever spoke last, I'm even on like, well, 100%. then he, then he, he, and, and it's trouble. Well, and I'm sm- relatively smart. So well, you know, I, the problem with pedophiles mm-hmm. is that once you're victims, <laughs> the one problem, right? Yeah, no, no, well, other than molesting kids. Yeah, yeah. But once your victims get, a, a, become adults, like, it's like, okay. The statute of limitations is kind of worn out on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to say that when you're young for it to really be a case. Like, if it was a kid now saying Woody Allen was molesting him, then the police would be investigating. But you're an adult saying it? Like, it's like... Yeah, well, they already did investigate. And then it's like he's saying shit about the investigation that's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, And then you read shit that was in the court transcripts, and it's like he used to go to bed with her. He'd be in his underwear, and as soon as she walked in, he'd go, like, come to bed 
And then Mia was like, stop. And he called her a spoil sport. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Shit like that where I, you're just I, like, I read wow. the, His transcript wasn't as good as Jerry Sandusky's and Michael Jackson. No, though. you're Those, absolutely right. Like they, Especially when they said Michael Jackson was holding up, uh, I think it was Macaulay Culkin, in front of a video game and jerking him off at the same time. Oh, I never read that. That's, yeah. not, that's, just, that's from the script of Home Alone 4. <laughs> so they didn't. He you, died. You know that they, I heard last night that, that the way that the kids would identify that it was Michael Jackson was that and he spots had, on his penis. I, somebody said he had a tattoo of Tigger on his penis, no, which, seems it a little bit, which seems a little and, bit and, and, misleading. You know, you know when, when oh, Michael Jackson was in the morgue, whoever was like, you know, doing his, uh, what did they call the shit? Identify? No, when they, you know, oh, autopsy. autopsy. Yeah. They definitely looked at his penis. Oh, yeah, for those you spots. Yeah, Michael Jackson, they definitely looked You've at his You've heard the stories where he didn't talk like a baby in real life? Oh, I really? Those stories? Have yeah. I never talked about no. that? No. I've heard from multiple people that Michael Jackson would talk like a baby for five minutes and then talk like and a then at, in fact yeah. Eddie Griffin said he used the n-word more than anyone he knew really yes we don't use the n-word no more though like from, we, we replaced the n-word with the word Bieber Bieber is the new n-word oh yeah yeah orange is the new black and Bieber is the new n-word <laughs> So, it, but but everybody, finally, everybody can use it. Finally, you know, white people have a way to say the exactly. N-word. Yeah. Unity. Oh, exactly. Unity. Oh, this is exciting I was, I actually say it, but whatever. Uh, but but you, you hung around Chappelle all those years, yeah. so I'm sure they gave you the pass. Yeah. I don't but mind. that's the problem. Like, a guy like you could probably use the word around Dave, them, and it's cool. And you probably, you don't mean no harm by it. I mean, literally, if I meant harm, I wouldn't say no, it. He, say it. You, exactly. you scream it from a horse top as you drive. Right, a, a horse top. A horse top. A ho- what the hell is a horse top? He, I, you don't, don't know what a horse no top is, man? No. It's the top. <laughs> Paul Paul Reveal. Reveal. The yeah. top of a horse. Man, we should never do interviews in, my mouth, in the morning. Though. Your mouth fuck up got into my mouth. Um, okay, so where did you where did you start? How did you come to well, how did we come to how did America come to love you? I started off as an intern in nineteen ninety eight in Charleston, South Carolina, and I was just a typical kid, you know, running the streets. You know, I, I gotta say, I like Charleston. I think you do too. Because beautiful, I love slave element to it. That's not <laughs> no, why I like it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like fucking antebellum architecture. I think it shit's cool. That's the main reason Charleston is such a big tourist attraction. because yeah. white people like to go down there and, and see re- the remember how good we on horse talk. <laughs> <Horse time. laughs> Neil, if you, I wish you could have seen Neil. There's a fellow named Wax here. And Neil tried to get a fist pound that was very reluctantly given. I was like, oh, right. oh that's my brother on, Wax, on, man. Uh, Wax been rolling with me for a decade or better. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. But we always knew that about Charleston. We knew white people like to come there because of the slave quarters. Yeah. I don't like to go to see that shit because it just reminds me of a bad time. It's not like I lived through that time. Right. But I don't want to, you know. It's like going back to high school for you or something. It's like some shit. Like, no, but I, in I was, a super duper way. Yeah, well, I yeah. actually am curious. High were school you, times 10. Were you a shit talker in high school? Did absolutely. Did you have this gift of gab? And, a- absolutely. It's, it's funny because, like, whenever people say to me now, you've got such a, you know, you, you, you talk so openly and you're like, I never even thought it was a something i was doing that's just yeah life like my father does that my uncles do that my friends and family that i grew up with in mom's corner we always used to talk like well, that. actually let me clarify just for the listeners who might not be familiar with their stuff uh the the, the thing about charlamagne that, that's so compelling about your interview styles is you really do not hold back that's sort of i'm a fan yeah you know people know that when they come on the you talk shit to kanye right when yeah, people on? call it talking shit, but right, I was, but I don't. I didn't disagree with anything you said. Yeah, I was, no, I'm I just didn't. A you fan. were saying that shit about like why are you always talking money shit, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like no, it's from the Kanye that used to be with the college dropout, yeah. and to the Kanye that is now, the narcissistic, egotistical. Yeah, I need corporate America to help yeah. me. But just a month ago, you were screaming, "We're all new slaves," and you didn't want corporations yeah. to help you. I just wanted to address that to him as a fan. Like, what happened to my guy? Like, we're approaching. I, I think it's the ten year anniversary of the college dropout yeah. now. It's like, what happened to our guy? Well, why do you think he was able to deal with... I mean, I think it's a mental thing that people bring to your show. They mm-hmm. know 
know that they're going to get interviewed in a way that's that's bombastic and in their face. Because as opposed to his interview with Sway, where he was just like kind of going crazy and like, but when you you were saying much more uh, in your face shit than Sway was, well, and he was dealing with it. Well, I, like I say, uh, I'm not an interviewer. Sway's an interviewer. I like I'm a conversationalist. I, I like to have conversation, and I'm a fan that yeah. gets to have conversation with these amazing people. So whether I'm feeling what they're doing at the time or not feeling what they're doing at the time, I can address that to them directly. Did you? Chappelle had the easiest solution for Kanye too, by the way, which is if you want to be a designer, open a fucking store on Lafayette Street between fucking Prince and Spring, and you'll make $4 million in a month. I think he tried that, though. I think that's what pissed him off. Like, when he was on Sway and he was talking about how he invested $13 million into his own clothing line, he did and You that. must be shitty at designing if you lost $13 yeah, million. Yeah, I think that's what it was. The distributors didn't like the design, so they never right. put it out. So but it I'm saying open your own store. You don't need shit. I think he did that with a pop-up store. Or he did that at his show but it was just selling like it was just selling toward merch. Toward merch, yeah. It, it was just selling T-shirts and shit. Well, like speaking open. of, as a guy from the South, well, how do you feel about Kanye's Confederate flag reclamation? It's, it's the same thing with the word nigga. Like you can't turn a negative into a positive like that. Like it's just too much blood has been spilled over that flag. Too much blood has been spilled over the N-word for you to ever turn it into a positive. Like you just can't. Yeah, I don't care what you try to do. You can't flip and bounce that into something right. positive. I, I agree. You I see my was, hour though. I I got uh, close. <laughs> I do. I say it like eight times. I say it, but I don't. But I, it's, it is, it is funny and positive. No, but I was in my neighborhood up in Silver Lake, this hipster neighborhood in L.A., and these two white girls walked by with the Kanye tour bag with Mm -hmm. a big fat fucking Confederate flag on the side. I was just like. I wish Kanye could see this because there's no way he'd be happy looking at these girls ironically rocking a Confederate flag. The Confederate and, flag's just bad news. It's, it's bad hard guy. to print top. It's hard to print good news on bad news. It's but like, even with Kanye, that wasn't something new. I'm from South Carolina. It, it was a crew called the um, Carolina Pathfinders, and my man Wayne C. He did that like ten years ago. He turned the Confederate flag red, black, and green. The exact right. same thing. So it's it's nothing new. Right. It's like you just can't turn it into a positive because if you talk to somebody who grew up in that era, they'll tell you there's nothing positive about that flag. Yeah. They'll look at you like you're stupid. And I hate the whole N-word conversation. Like you can say it if it's with a G-A-R-E-R. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the dumbest shit in I the agree. fucking world. You know? So that's why I say Bieber. Yeah. But you, you got to say Bieber. Bieber. No, say Bieber. Bieber, but Bieber. Bieber is more racist. I, I think it's like saying, uh, it's like I say cunt, but with a K. So girls are Comfort? Just, cunt, but with a K. It's like, it's still, you're still saying cunt. It doesn't matter how you say it. I hate that word, cunt. Yeah. I never want to say to myself, I'm eating cunt. It's like, it sounds Oh, disgusting. I've never eaten cunt. I like eating pussy. Cunt yeah. Is, cunt, You've never eaten pussy, though, right? I'm, I love eating pussy. I do not. Cunt is just uh, is sour. You know, it's been a long time since we've talked in a real visceral way about dirty sex shit on this podcast. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, okay, but you're in high school. Charleston, South Carolina. Well, Monk's Corner, South Carolina. I was born in Charleston, raised in a small town called Monk's Corner. Population less than 8,000. Berkeley High School. It's the farthest I got as far as education is concerned. 12th high grade. school? Yep. It's high school. High school. 12th grade, I was done. Were you smarter than everybody in class? Um, You know, it's funny. My, my, I had a principal who used to always say how smart I was, but I just chose to do dumb shit. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I, like, like labels like smart are subjective. Right. Do you like, read a lot? Absolutely, because my mother was an English teacher. My mother was a, has been an English teacher in South Carolina for well over 30 years, and she's retired and went back. And you know, she, 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 I always she, say that's my the second part of my, if you grow up around white people, I have a theory that if you grow up around white people, you're better off long term. It, it, duh. 
Okay. Listen, I don't need for you to look at that anymore, Neil. <laughs> you, <laughs> point has been but proven. The fact that you ever disagreed with me, it still bothers me. No, it's the truth. Listen, yeah. It's about... And if your parents are educators as well, I find that it's about It's about behavior. I always say segregation was a great concept that was poorly executed because it was based on race when it should have been based on behavior. It's just a behavior thing. And, that, and it's not even just about black because it's bad white people too. Right. When I say... When, even if you use the word nigga now, you have to know that the word nigga means... A ignorant person, and it's ignorant white people, and it's ignorant black people. Honey, right. boo boo them as niggas to me. I wouldn't want to be around them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's, it's, it, to me, it's like it's a great concept that was poorly executed. When you say, so you think segregation should, should have been by class and or behavior style or education? Behavior. Think of the craziest white person you know. Like, right? You wouldn't want to live next. Hard to, to enforce. Would you want to live next to Jeffrey way. Dahmer when he was alive? Absolutely not. Exactly. And that's so how you, I feel about Chief <laughs> Keith. I don't want to be around somebody like him. Chief yeah. <laughs> But that's hard to enforce. That's harder to enforce than just skin color. You know what I mean? Like no, it's not. A it's store either. just for N-word. You know what I mean? Just for like white trash and. Oh, yeah, but that's what I said. Segregation was a great concept that was poorly executed. It should yeah. be based on behavior. Behavior is not hard to enforce because you know when somebody's a damn fool. You know when somebody's a <laughs> yeah, criminal. But legally, you would need a judge to go, you a damn fool. Yeah. <laughs> Donnell no, Rawlings. No, ruling, it seems like I the perfect rule, judge. You a damn fool. You know you're a fool. No, you just judge their character. Like you can look at a person's character and tell if they're effed up. We all know I agree. Individuals. It's I don't hard, even believe that you believe that. It's impossible to enforce that. That you should actually segregate idiots. We do it now. What do you think? What do you think first class is? What do you think the VIP section in the clubs are? I've been thinking the about VIP it. section has more idiots than that's the regular. The, that's the problem with because you think about it. Because I was trying to think of a thing talking about comment boards online, and I was like thinking it's like the bus or it's like Greyhound. Everyone's on there, but I was like, rich smart people don't ride Greyhound. Rich smart people don't really ride the bus. Yeah. It's like only it's basically so it comes down to like it comes down to behavior, and some of it is. Uh, rich and and class, but some of it is just education level or carriage. It's just like even when black people say we want to make it out the hood. Where do we want to make it out the hood and go? Yeah, we want to go live in Calabash next to Justin Bieber. Yeah, you know. But then Justin Bieber is the nigga in the neighborhood that's causing all the problems. Yeah, he's got uh, what's his name? Chase Keyshawn Johnson. When Keyshawn Johnson chased you down the street, exactly. Keyshawn Hello. Johnson. That's a great point. Keyshawn Johnson is black. Yeah, but he's not a nigga. Justin right. Bieber is white, but Anymore. he is a nigga. Yeah, he's not anymore. He's grown out of that. So he, he was. He's the one while. chasing the nigga Wax, down the street because that nigga's egg in the houses in the neighborhood. <laughs> he really did that. A, black, yeah. a former a black football player chased because uh, Bieber was like drag racing in his neighborhood. Keyshawn Johnson chased him down in a Prius, which is pretty That's awesome. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, you agree with me? Well, I mean, I don't not agree with what you're saying in that there should be things that are done in, in, in terms of separating out. People by behavior and you wouldn't helping think people of rolling through the behavior. hoods of Compton today. What's that? You so, wouldn't think of rolling through the sloths and the, the rolling 40s or 50s or whatever they call it. You wouldn't think of doing that today. I, well, well, I, I would. And if you know anything about actual crime, black people don't really commit crime on white people. No, we commit more violent crimes. More violent crimes against white people, like carjacking shit like that, is I always, my, my, my uh, most crime is black on black. It's not oh, yeah, black no, on no, white. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why when um I get so upset when things happen like the George Zimmerman versus Trayvon Martin case because Trayvon Martin will get killed whenever somebody from an- another race kills one of us. It's World War Three, but we kill each other every single day. Yeah. 
way more than the George Zimmermans of the world. Yeah. I'm not worried about George Zimmerman. I'm worried about Jamal and them, you yeah. know, kicking in my door and Jamal trying to shoot is, me yeah. up. Jamal's a bad dude. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you're absolutely right. But, I, I mean, I, my whole thing with the George Zimmerman case was always it had nothing to do with George Zimmerman. It had to do with the legal fallout that happened afterwards. So everybody always wanted to make it, oh, George Zimmerman is or isn't racist, which was never important. The important part was, why, wasn't, why weren't they trying to charge George Zimmerman? Why, were, why, were, why was the internet going crazy supporting George Zimmerman? Why was he given like, that was no, the No, that's what y'all was thinking about. Here's a question. Uh, in our, on our world, it was all about race. Nothing yeah, more, about nothing race. less. No, 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 but uh, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Not that it wasn't about race, but that the important racial component wasn't whether or not the individual George Zimmerman was a racist, but, in, but that the justice system treated a guy that killed a young black man in a way that was so indicative of racism. Oh, yeah, but they've always felt like that. They've always felt like the justice system wasn't for us. But that's so that not, was yeah, just another one, example. You can't separate one from the other. Do you think if a black, if George Zimmerman was black, it wouldn't have been and an it issue. Was, it would, do you think they would have even... It wouldn't have been do you think issue. anyone would have testified against them if it was in a shitty Florida uh, hood fucking subdivision? If George Zimmerman was black yeah. and he killed Trayvon Martin and Trayvon Martin was black, it wouldn't even been an issue. What would have happened? Nothing. We wouldn't have even heard about it. Right. Do you think he would have been prosecuted? Or do you think it would have just been handled on the street? I don't know. That's a good question. I, yeah, I, like, think, I think he probably would have been a, a prosecuted. Some first 48 shit. Yeah. I think he taking probably a, Yeah, taking a plea deal. I mean, I heard this... Oh, uh, this book was a fictional future about the justice system where everybody stopped taking plea bargains, taking making deals with the DA, and something like in like a month, the entire justice system got so backed up that prisons overflow. Like basically, the entire justice system is based on people accepting. It's guilt, predicated, whether, yeah. They can't afford because it's expensive and it takes forever. To do like a real case, a fucking pain in the ass. It's funny because I always say I think sometimes America is too lenient. The fact that you can commit a crime and then go pay for a lawyer to defend you even when you know that you're wrong. Like you yeah. know you committed a crime, but if you get the right lawyer, he can still get you off. I think America is too lenient sometimes. Well, the justice system, lawyers are purely money. It, well, Absolutely. It's, it's actually it's not about uh, whether you are right or wrong. It's about whether you can win or not. Like that's yeah. the whole justice system, and that's not right. And the more money you have, the higher the, the higher right. the likelihood so that what do you, you what, can win. What do you believe in more, uh, legal justice or karmic justice? I don't believe in either, really. No, uh, I do. Karma does come back and get you, regardless. You I mean, believe- look, where is OJ Simpson at right now? <laughs> yeah. Karma yeah. will eventually come back to bite but, you. You know, I just was watching this special on all these escaped Nazi criminals from the from World War II who basically have just been living their lives in leisure in South America. Yeah, but we don't know. There's a new documentary that's a banger. Apparently, it's like four hours, and it's about a about a the war reason. criminal. Yeah, um, I don't, I can't remember what it's called, but it truly is four hours. But we don't know what they're going through. Like you never know what somebody's going through. They might look like they're in the lap of luxury, but they dick might can't get harder. Did they you might, see their? They, <laughs> I like that. Yes, I did. Sla- I did slaughter yeah. many gypsies, but I haven't had my dick hard in like forty-two no years. First of all, <laughs> I gotta guy, eat cunt every day. every day. The fact that you said gypsies instead of Jews because he's Jewish and he brings it up constantly. The fact that you said hey, gypsies is trying to diversify miracle. my portfolio. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, uh, I actually think that see karmic justice is like you just go people ascribe too much shit to karma I think I think OJ wasn't karma it was just like his life got fucked up from having a from being uh, marginalized by the first case and so he ends up just trying to make a living doing grimy shit like selling his own memorabilia which listen but the guy created a book called If I Did It uh, no OJ Simpson did you always think he did it uh yeah and Absolutely. did you were you were you outspoken you about know, that? 
Well, I was 12 when that shit happened. But were you outspoken? But were you? I didn't even know what was going on. I, I remember, it's funny because I remember being in Columbia, South Carolina, my mother's Jehovah's Witness, and we was at a convention. And I remember being in the hotel that night, watching the case go down and watching him run. And I was like, well, mom, why is he driving away from the police in the Bronco? And it was like, because he, he, you know, they said he killed uh, his, uh, his wife. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, well, he must have did it because a guilty man wouldn't run. I mean, a, a person that wasn't guilty yeah. wouldn't run. Yeah. So... I you just know? was talking last night about uh, 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 this very visceral memory of when he was acquitted. Uh, just it was like public school, but so all the black kids just rushed into the halls and were just like cheering, and all the teachers were just like, "Like, think about it. That's the it opposite. Was the true Martin Luther King Day. That's the yeah. opposite of the George Zimmerman Trayvon Martin. Exactly. Case. It's like, yo, he got off. Injust- but look, two people are dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but we was cheering like yes. You want, In, you, it was it was a it was a cheer at the inju- just injustice has finally been done. That's advantageous to us. Yeah, the same thing y'all have been doing for us exactly. for years has now yeah. happened to y'all. Yeah, basically. So but like, I still think uh, I don't think what OJ went through is anywhere near as bad as what Nicole and Ron Goldman went through. Yeah, because they're dead. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. So like karmically, it's like no, nah, I think, no, uh, I know. Have you ever been to right. jail, Neil? No. Okay. I've, Have you I've, been to jail? Yes. I've done been to jail a few times. The first time I went to jail was for like a year. For you know, I was sitting in the backseat of a car and somebody shot at somebody and I ended up going to jail because you know, I believed in that whole no snitching shit, which right. I don't subscribe to now. I will tell Thank in you. a heartbeat. I would like to talk yes. about that. It's not called snitching, it's crime prevention. Exactly. <laughs> it's called Judeo Christian law. That's what it's called. Jail is death. You're in a you're buried in a casket alive. Think about yeah. it. Everything that you love, everything that you love is gone. And I've never been dead, so I can't tell you. But I would probably think being being dead is probably be- better than being in jail for a hundred years or however long. Well, that's oh yeah, yeah, because you're not there. That's when you're dead, <laughs> you're not actually there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but I was I was watching this actually a documentary about Angola prison in uh, in Louisiana about these all these lifers. Why people we don't go to prison, but we love a documentary. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, but it was like you. It, all these people were talking about like basically you have to recreate what the meaning of life is once you're in prison forever. You have to. Clearly, people don't want to die, or they wouldn't be fighting their. The, you know, these are people on death row that were yeah. fighting. So that you have to recreate what meaning you can find, and like there must be some meaning. You got to forget the outside world. You might as well just get a boyfriend. You know, put did you? Yeah. What was your like? What was your mo? I mean, I knew I was coming home. I was right. 16, 17 years old. Like I knew I wasn't going to be in there forever. But it's still fucking gross, right? It was terrible. But it was such a culture shock because I got arrested out of high school. Like they came and got me from high school that morning and took me straight to jail. And my mindset as a young man is like, all right, this is just like going to the principal office. I'll be out in a minute. Yeah. No, a minute turned into a How month. How long did it take for you to, for it to sink in? After about a few months. And then like oh like literally months you were like I'm at the principal's office yeah and I was like because in my mind I'm like all right I'll be out, I'll be out in time to be able to go to the homecoming game and right you know that's how that's where my mind was at with it did you know at that time like in your in your heart like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna make it something great's gonna happen yeah I always I, I always wanted to be in uh, entertainment in some way shape or form I actually remember being in jail saying how I wanted to sign the bad boy records like me and my homeboy he's dead now his name we is all him. did back then it's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> this was like ninety Oh, bad boy. Uh, 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 uh. His, name was, uh, his name was Jarrell, and he's dead now. God bless the dead. But we, we used to always want to sign the bad boy. So that's what I used to always be thinking about. I used to be thinking about being in the entertainment industry in some way, shape, or form. So your first idea was that you'd be a rapper? Is that right? My first idea was that I was going to be a rapper. Absolutely. My rap name used to be Dizzy Van Winkle. 
Not bad. But then you went with your Christian name, Charlemagne the God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got that because I used to, um, I used to, when I used to sell crack in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, I used to always say my name was Charles or Charlie because I live in a small town, like real small. So if I would have said my real name, which is Larry, that's my father's name, people would have known, oh, that's Larry's son. They went and told my pops he came and kicked my ass. I mean, he ended up kicking my ass anyway a few times. But at the time, I thought I was, you know, being in disguise. So I was like, oh, my name's Charlie. And then when I went to night school, I read about Charlemagne, which was French for Charles the Great. So I just started calling myself Charlemagne. Where the God Even though it makes no from. sense. I used to, I used to um, study the 5% teachings of Islam. Me too, man. Yeah. Big time. So big I, that's, into that's are you still into it? No, because I don't, I, don't, I don't believe in no religion. You know what I'm saying? And the 5% teachings of Islam is not supposed to be a religion, but a lot of people treat it like it is a religion. And once, once it starts getting too religion-y, I don't like that. I'm just a spiritual person. You know what I mean? I don't want you to put me in no box. I don't want you to label me as nothing. Don't label me as Muslim. Don't label me as Christian. Don't label me as... Anything. I'm just a, a spiritual being living a human existence. All right. Great. So you get out of jail. How, what was the grossest thing that you saw in jail or did? The grossest thing, man. The grossest thing was when you had to take a shit. Because when you had to take a shit, I was in this thing called A-Pod. I don't like taking a shit in general, in, <laughs> out in the free world. So I can imagine what it's like. A-Pod was a, was, a, was, a, was a pod with 16 people. So it was 16 men in there, and it was two showers, and then the toilets were right here. So everybody used to try to wait late at night to take a shit because nobody wanted to take a shit in front of everybody. Then you had to take the trash can to block you, and the food they used to feed you didn't make it easy for you to shit. So you'd have oh, to shit there. You know how you try to sneak and take a shit someplace sometimes nowadays? So you get it out real fast and then yep. get back to whatever you're doing? You can't do that, in, in, well, at least in the Berkeley County Detention Center. You couldn't do that. But how big was the trash can? And how big was the shit? It's like, t- like a tall track. It didn't cover you completely. Would you duck behind it? Yeah, just... you'd be crouching down trying to <laughs> shit. And, and, and you're going to have to strain because the food just didn't come out easily. What time was Lights Out? I got that in a, in a prison documentary. Go know, very maybe good. 11? I wasn't in prison. I was in the Berkeley County Detention Center. Oh, you were in, right, yeah. you were in jail. I was in jail. Yeah. Jail yeah. can be worse than prison sometimes, right? I don't know. I've never been to prison. So I, I don't know. I think jail. I think jail is better than yeah, prison. Yeah, just because it's seen short. Oz. Jail seems like it's much better than prison. <laughs> yeah. I just love the. I mean, just me. Like, no, jail. Jail. No, that, jail's worse than prison. Am I? Is that? That's what. Is that correct? Charlie, I have a question. <laughs> <I'm> Charlemagne. <laughs> um, <laughs> Charles. Um, all right. So, so then you get out of jail. Finish school. Don't finish school. Did yeah, you sell well, crack I, before? I, I, the, I, before I, jail or after? I went back to night school and I sold after. Because I was trying to do positive things. Like, I worked at a warehouse. And what's more positive than selling crack? Go no, ahead. No, I worked at a warehouse and stuff. Because so I, I said, in order to change my life, I got to change my lifestyle. I was working at Taco Bell. Cause my sister used to be a manager there. And I never forget, I, I used to still hang on the, on, in the hood. So I went to the hood one day, and my dude named Tony, he saw me walk in with the purple Taco Bell shirt and the khakis. And he goes, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> he used to have a real nigga job. Now he work at fucking Taco Bell. And I said, man, fuck this shit. I took my visor off and slammed that shit down. I started selling crack again immediately. That was the real job? to, to Yeah, because to... it was just peer pressure. That's why I always say yeah. like, a lot of times, man, it's just about, it's about influence and environment that causes you to do certain things. Influence and association that causes yeah. you to do certain things. So I went back to selling crack, went to jail again. You know, for this time it was you know how I'm sorry. To, you know that people eat more when they're at a table, when they're eating with somebody? Like, that's how fucking crazy like peer pressure is if you if i yeah. eat by myself i'll eat one amount if you eat for every person you add 50 percent. i've read that, that sounds... the, for the first person's 50 the second one's 25 like but, but you know why that is it's, i think it's because of the social so, socializing aspect yeah like when you're with people and you're eating you don't want the meal to end so yeah you and you also eating. don't want to be the party pooper of like no i'm actually 
concerned about my future health and shitting <laughs> and shitting in, in behind a trash can. You just keep eating, ordering drinks because you don't want the. And social how long did you uh, sell crack for that time? Um, that went on for maybe like another year. And, and did you? How much money can you make selling crack? I used to sell. I never was like a kingpin. I never was selling kilos. I used to sell what we call quarter spoons, and it was like seven grams of crack, and you're supposed to make a hundred dollars off every gram. And you spend two hundred and fifty dollars for it, so you would double your money. So you make five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars a day. Um, I used to make about maybe twenty four hundred dollars a week. Yeah, twenty four dollars a week. But I was young. I was dumb young. I was like seventeen years old, eighteen years old. And I used to drive this white woman caravan, fuck every girl in the town, and every girl in the town's next to me, and smoke weed and drink and have a ball. Sounds terrible, man. That it's, sounds like a rough uh, and childhood. And you live with your parents? Yeah, lived with my parents. Um, me and my father actually got locked up together at one point. Oh, that's sweet. Go ahead, they, tell they, us they that. Thought, they thought he was, they thought he was, uh, was, was hustling too, but he's, he, was, he wasn't. He's like, son, let me show you where to shit. They, and they, they <laughs> caught him. <laughs> they caught him with, with like a like a gram of coke one time, and they used that as as enough to come to my mother's house and search my mom's house, and then they searched my room and took me to jail for like less than a gram of coke, and had us literally sitting in a jail cell together all weekend long. So your dad just had some coke. He what, just had what? some coke. Okay, here's yeah. the thing about selling crack. When you're, they know where you're selling it, right? They know where that, like the cops know you're just oh, out yeah, there yeah, selling absolutely. crack. Absolutely. So what's the what's the agreement in terms of when they arrest people, when they round people up? What is what what do you know about them, and what do they know about you? Who the police? Yeah, we don't know shit about them. We know they, they like my father. We, we, we were sitting ducks. That's what my father used to always say. You're out there like a sitting duck. Yeah, and that's what you are because you're sitting in your hood, your trap. The cops know what's going on. It's only a matter of time when they want to bust, and it's like a cat and mouse. So game. it truly is. You're not outsmarting them. It's just a matter of the it's cops. It's a matter of time. It's funny because I put that on Twitter today. I said, "Yo, this street shit is so played out." I said, "If you're still a street nigga, a quote unquote street nigga, you're gonna end up in jail, dead, or broke in the long run." Yeah, and and and, I, and, I, and, and then I put I put well, you know what? If y'all want to continue to be street niggas, keep doing your thing. The mortuaries and jails appreciate your business. No, but that is actually true because like the, the, I remember there were these two kids like that we grew up with that sort of ascended from our little ruffian gang into being like what we considered real like gangsters. And they, I just thought because they were both white, we were like, wow, they've really ascended and they're really thugs now. And like, I just thought they were the like millionaires. One dude recently went to air conditioning repair school. Yeah. The other dude has is been hooked on meth for a decade and yeah. is like forty. With other a heart than attack. clothes, it's like, you don't. It's not like and there's a, you get o- there's songs about you. It's and only clothes. impressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you get there's a bunch of songs about drug dealing. Someone did a study that there's most of them are making minimum wage. Right. Did you ever read that? No. Guy wrote a guy. Guy went to the University of Chicago. He was the statistician. A kingpin kept meticulous books and let this guy go over his books for. He kept meticulous books for years, and the guy found out that the average street kid was making literally minimum wage. I I don't know about that. I mean, I that's bet. what he. I mean, it was yeah, like basically know. like, like I, over, said, I was make, I was seventeen years old making like twenty four hundred dollars a week. That's a lot of money. Yeah, right. absolutely. But I, the point is, and you pay taxes on it, right? All right, go no, ahead. Absolutely not. It's a, it's like, impressive to a seventeen year old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it depends. Like I know it's I mean, still one hundred fifteen grand a year. Yeah, they, I know guys that have gotten arrested for, with thirty kilos of cocaine, and they was bringing in you know five hundred thousand dollars a month in South Carolina. Like, what I never understand is like get out. Get out once you get. There is no get out. That's why they call it the trap. That's what people don't realize. It really is a trap. There is no getting out. You're either going to end up in jail or dead. Every big time D-boy I know is either dead or in jail right now forever. 
And what, but do guys go, man, I'm going to be different? Is that the thing? Is everyone? Well, rappers do, and people believe those stories about these rappers who used to be these the, big time. It's like D-boys. three guys. Yeah, it's like yeah. three dudes. Which is bullshit. I don't yeah. know. real. And rap? Yeah. Real to me is a lot of these new guys, man. These guys like Kendrick Lamar, Wale, J. Cole. I don't mean musically. What you mean? As- I mean like in this mythology that every rapper must say I was tough. Who really was a, who really was a gangster that's in the rap game? I don't know. I mean, because I didn't grow up with none of them. I mean, I know I know some of these guys that'll kick your ass now. But, I, mean, <laughs> I feel just, like they, most of them will kick. I my told ass my now. my buddy, you know, Say Adams. No, he used to design. He does like he did all, all the early Def Jam covers. But there were, you know, how Biggie had like I want to fuck everybody who who called the cops on me when I was when yeah. I was hustling. Say was one of them. He used to sell drugs in front of Say's house. Oh, and he's and like, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't want people. And then he saw him at Def Jam. He's like, what is this fat motherfucker doing? And it was fucking <laughs> But you know, that's the other misconception, too. Just because you commit criminal acts don't make you a real person. Like, I, and, and, and I'm not Agreed. saying, I, don't, I didn't know Biggie, so I'm not saying he wasn't a real yeah. person. But I'm just saying, just because you carry a gun or you shoot at people or you sell dope, that don't make you real. Well, yeah, it's like, and yeah. And also, is, exactly. there, is there not, is there, does there have to be only one narrative that make, legitimizes you in hip hop? It's like. When Drake, now that Drake is big and everybody's like, oh, he's soft. He's soft. It's like, can we have one soft listen, rapper no, now? I mean, are we not he, ready he, for listen, the song? I'm, I'm not a Drake fan by any means, and I, I slander him all the time on my show, but he's real. He's real because he's being That's true he to is, himself. Yeah. Like, right. I tell people there's three orientations out here, three sexual orientations. It's gay, straight, and Drake. Drake, <laughs> Drake represents for that type of guy who enjoys yeah. going to H&M, you know, yeah. he's Metro, whatever. He's that guy. But he's being himself. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being yourself. I've got to say, I think the, the, the crime narrative's more or less over. None of these guys now are... Oh, but that's you, that street nigga shit is dead. Yeah. Street rap is dead. But guys think that they're gonna be able to beat it. The guys that you were out, the D boys you were yeah. with, were like, "Nah, I'm gonna get Even this, now. then I'm gonna." I kind of don't think. I, mean, I think. It, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you think like it's really not about projecting the future? It's really about like I just gotta make. I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. It's not like about Man, a long term financial plan. I, I, I think. I think nowadays, especially nowadays, it's so dead because you'll see somebody put on Instagram, "Y'all gotta stop snitching." But then in the next picture, it'll be him holding a gun with the pounds of weed <laughs> and the money he's making from selling the weed. You snitched on You're yourself. snitching on yourself, you yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, they call, F- they call it Facebook and Instagram. That's FBI now. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram. That's FBI. Yeah, they, 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 they're making it so easy for the, for the cops nowadays. And they, but do guys think that there's an end game? I think that people think it's legal now. I really think that these rappers have wrapped. I really think these rappers have wrapped about it so much, and we've celebrated the gangster drug selling lifestyle so much that some of these kids think it's legal. Yeah, well, there was a dude in Oakland. Do you ever hear of uh, MC Pooh? Hell no. A very, very obscure Oakland rapper. But anyway, he was nobody was buying his albums. He went. He he robbed. It was a famous story. He robbed a Walmart. Uh, or a, a Walgreens got himself arrested in order because his album was coming out. So wow! Like it was like a promotional stunt. But see, I believe that when I go on World Star, when I go on Instagram or these social media sites, the way I see people talk and the way I see people act, I'm like, they must really think crime is legal. Well, they they can't decide. People can't not be constantly promoting themselves. That's the thing about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It makes sense for guys like us because I have a entertainment product to sell. Mm-hmm. But what are you taking pictures of? You're not, you're not fun. Are you trying to be famous off of your room? Yes. My yeah. Your bedroom. Oh, you're going to get famous yeah. off the shit behind you yeah. in your bedroom. You, you know, as human beings, we need constant, gratif- we need constant yeah. gratification. And we need constant reassurance. We need it. Yeah. We need somebody 
telling us you're great. We need somebody telling us, oh, you look good. We need attention. Yeah. So that's all Facebook, Instagram, Twitter does. You tweet something just because you want attention. You right. I think, but I think it used to, used to get it from like your friends and family, family. and parents yeah. and shit. Absolutely. But well, we've think- all had that experience of sitting around a group of people that we love. But looking at your phone to see what strangers are saying about you online. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why am I not just hanging out with the person that I know and I'm friends with? Nah. Fuck that. Fuck that. No, that shit's soft. That's we're some Drake shit. We're pal- yeah. When it, hanging out with your friends. Why didn't you, why didn't, why didn't um, after Chappelle show, you, why you didn't find another muse? Because Chappelle was like your muse and y'all used to write yeah. a lot of sketches uh, and stuff. And stuff. Because it's hard to find somebody, because it was like 10 years of hanging out. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like 10, 15 years of hanging out. And I've done other written movies of it, and they get bought and made and not made and whatever. And I just did a stand-up special on my own. It's just hard to find a guy that's... I've been working with Rock lately, Chris. Um, it's just hard to find a guy that's, like, that replaceable. Really? It's not just, gotcha. like, next. Because gotcha. that's what people think. Like, if I go to black comedy clubs, they're like, huh? I'm the next me? Chappelle. Me? Yeah. And it's like, no. Chappelle yeah. was doing all right before we worked together. I mean, we always kind of worked together, but it wasn't like... He was... a great comic he never meets me he's a great comic gotcha you know what i mean he maybe doesn't have a great show like that but but he was a great comic so it's not like it's not like uh it's just any old black dude will do are y'all still cool yeah yeah we're cool i'm I'm hearing things about he's getting the itch that he might uh want to do something again are you yeah that's (laughs) what i'm hearing i mean you know i always say um don't hold your breath yeah i i my thing with dave is like any place he has to, if he has to be somewhere, he's not going to be there. Got you. Meaning, like, he won't do this. Got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he won't do th- our show. Got you. I've been friends with the guy for 25 years or some shit. Like, he won't do anywhere where he has to be. Like, Seth texted me yesterday. Seth Myers texted me, like, hey, should we try to get Dave for the first week? I was like, no. First week of what? For, of Seth's doing late night now he's taking over for Fallon. oh yeah okay i heard about and that. i was like yeah it's not worth it's not even worth asking it or you can ask but then it'll just drag it out all right so look you are a natural interviewer which is why you just started interviewing neil oh so no let, no they, let's get no, to you yeah, how did right. you get no that's <laughs> no, fine that's a question no that's fair that's no what, i want to know how did you get from because how did you get from this kid that was sort of locked into the street shit into where you are today? oh what was be, the leap from because it just came to a point where i said you in order to change my life i got to change my lifestyle and i started listening to my father when he would tell me you're going to end up in jail what your dad do for work dead or broke what did he do for work? He was uh, he did construction. He built houses. He built houses. So he, he built my mom a house. He built his girlfriend a house. And that's what he used to always do. He just used to build houses, build houses, and then sell them. So he was always in the construction. But it was really that simple. And Because I always say smart people learn from their own mistakes, but wise people learn from the mistakes of others. I started seeing all my older cousins who, how you said a little while ago, we thought they were so cool because they were the, the gangsters and the thugs and they sold dope and they used to have the nicest cars. But as they got older, they started to look bad. They started to get washed. They was really sitting under the tree doing nothing. And I said, I'm not, that's not going to be me. I like being cool. I like getting pussy. Nobody's fucking these washed up niggas, man. Are you competitive like that? <laughs> huh? You're competitive like that? Or you're just aspirational? I'm competitive with life. I'm not competitive with yeah. people. I'm like, like, we only got one life. That's the craziest thing in the world. We got one life. One. And when it's done, it's done. So it's like, yo, you don't want to waste your time. Like, I want to realize my full potential as a black man on this planet. So I realized that in my early 20s. As Us I. too. Go yeah, ahead. we've been trying to Go ahead. realize our full potential. It's not working out at all. But, but no. people don't realize everything you do today directly affects what happens in your life tomorrow. So you, keep, you do all that bullshit in your 20s, guess what's going to happen in your 30s? Nothing. 
because you didn't do nothing in your yeah. 20s to make something happen in your 30s. So that's when I started really working a lot of odd jobs. I worked at a telemarketing place. I used to work for a place that used to sell, you know, they'd call you and try to sell you 20 CDs for a penny. That was me. So the I, CBS Record House? I think it was BMG, I think it was. Yeah, there you go. So I used to do that, and then I worked at, um, I worked at a clothing store in the mall called Demo, and then I started interning at the radio station, and that was 1998. And when did you figure out that you had an interview style which was sort of different than other people in there? You know what it was, man? I remember listening to radio and watching television and saying to myself, why aren't they asking the obvious question? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like It's like Neil's got an orange hoodie on. But you're just ignoring the orange hoodie. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, but interviewers will do that. Right. It's like, well, the reason that they do that is because they're afraid of never getting another interview or getting yeah, fired. Oh, and not, and exactly. Shit. Oh, I've been fired four times from radio. I bet. Right. Four so times. how did you decide, fuck it, and how did that, why did that work for you? Because I want to be able to sleep at night. You know, I can live in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, and... You know, I'm not afraid to work at Walmart. I just do whatever I got to do to make money. I'm not. I wouldn't have went back to the streets, but I would have do whatever I had to do to make money. So I would rather have my integrity than to, to do that. That's not fun to me. Like who? We we get paid for our pay. We, our passion should be our paycheck, right? We get paid to do what we love to do. I would not love to come in and just interview. So hey, when's your album coming yeah, out? Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, well, right. was, it's boring. So who's the producers on your album? Like that's whack. Yeah. Are you? Do you, are you a sadist? Do you enjoy making people means. uncomfortable? Do you enjoy hurting you like people in your interviews? No. See, that's, that's the misconception. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not doing this in malice. I'm not doing this to be disrespectful. I'm not doing this to offend. I'm just a fan who wants to have an honest conversation. But you do go, go hard. Do I really, though? Think about it. I mean, like Little Mama. Let's take that. Did you well, feel see, that bad? Was different. Did you feel bad at the end of that I interview? I do feel a little bad. And I'm going to tell you why I feel a little bad. Because the way it was set up to me was... Me and little mama was supposed to have a roasting session because I used to always mm-hmm. clown her on the radio. Since when I was doing radio in Philly and she jumped on stage with Jay-Z, was clowning her since then. So I thought we were supposed to have a roasting session. So when she came in, I thought we was going to roast back and forth. Didn't work out that way. I guess my jokes were clearly better. Yeah. And then my Go co-host, Angela Yee, asked about her mom, God bless the dead. So I guess being that I was already messing with her, and then Angela asked her about that, that's when the tears started rolling. Right. Yeah, that crying. makes you feel like a piece of shit. Because I didn't want yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to make a girl cry, you know? But This is a softer side of Charlamagne, man. Have, you, like have you interviewed Mr. C at all? Hell no. He's, a, he's on the other station. Okay. He's on so the now other station. What would, what would you, you, you ask, ask him? him? I wouldn't ask him nothing. Any, anything I've ever said about Mr. C I, I, could be said in my donkey today. There's nothing to ask Mr. C. My whole thing with Mr. C is be free. Live your truth so nobody can use your truth against you. Right. The only reason I'm on the on, on my, my radio station, which is well, Power 105 in New York, even though we're syndicated to Breakfast Club, even though I'm even only reason I'm clowning you is because I have the chance to clown you. It's like Eminem and Eight Mile. When Eminem got on that stage and he said everything that could possibly be said about him, the guy right. couldn't even respond. The fact that you have gotten caught with a tranny so many different times and yeah. you keep denying it. Leaves you open it for me to fire at you. It becomes a better and better joke every, every time. time. Yeah, yeah right. Every true. time. So when it happened the last time, and he came out and he was just like, "Yes, I did get caught in the car with a tranny. Yes, I've gotten caught in head, gotten head from a tranny. All right, now it's over. Right. Yeah. Now no one's talking about it. Right. It's, not, it's nothing else to say. Live your truth so nobody can use your truth against you. Top yeah. five donkeys of the of your life. Who are the biggest donkeys? What is the donkey of the day? It's, it's, it's like, a segment I do on my show every day where I just award the, the, the jackass of the day. Like on, on Friday, I gave it to um, Damon Feldman. He's the guy that's putting together this whole You're going George. after Jews now? Go ahead, man. 
No, I don't. Is he Jewish? Feldman. I don't think so. Sounds. I mean, yeah. I don't know who he is. Well, he's a promoter out of Philly. He does celebrity boxing. Oh, matches. he's got to be a Jew then, definitely. <laughs> okay. I would say if a promoter named Feldman, we're done. Well, he's putting together a George Zimmerman DMX. Yeah, what do you make of that celebrity boxing match? I think it's disgusting that in America in 2014, George Zimmerman can be labeled a celebrity. Like I thought, I was confused over the Kardashians being famous. George Zimmerman is famous for killing a seventeen-year-old boy. He's, you're a celebrity. There's now? so many layers of perversion to that thing. Like exactly. there's so many different ways. I was going to offer DMX a thousand dollars if he knocked him out, but I I almost want to offer him ten thousand if he kills him. Yeah, but you don't even want. I don't. I want don't nothing even, to do with it. What, what we should all do is not watch, and what we all will do is watch. Shit. Okay, but listen, DMX had a great idea. Right. <laughs> he said, <clears throat> whatever money. Him or George Zimmerman gets should go to some type of charity. I think it should go to Trayvon Martin family if they do it at all. But I don't think they should do it in no way, shape, or form. They're not going to do it, right? Yes, it's supposed to be March 1st. I think they're going to do it. I don't think it'll happen. It's supposed to be March 1st. But my thing was I was upset at the promoter because George Zimmerman actually reached out to him. The promoter should have been like, fuck you, and hung up the phone. Right. Immediately. Why are you even entertaining that? And then to label it a celebrity boxing match. What kind of message are you sending to people? Right. What are you sending to people? Yeah. I thought loving hip-hop and all that shit was the wrong message to make girls want to be famous. But this is what you're telling people? Yes, you can kill a, you can be a, you can play vigilante, kill a 17-year-old in America, and now you're considered a celebrity. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of I, here. I but, can defend but, Kim Kardashian. Fuck out of here. Asterix, who wins the fight? I, don't, I, think, I think the dog's going to rip him up. My money on George Zimmerman. Is I kind of think so too. <laughs> and this DMX and probably and his then, lungs have to then, be all fucked and up. And then the black community takes another loss <laughs> to George Zimmerman. <laughs> He's two and zero against the black community. Now what are we gonna do? We can't yeah. let him be two and zero against us. Yeah, no, it's tough. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at it. George Zimmerman's clearly training. He was. And this is the other thing that gets me. You claim that. You couldn't handle Trayvon Martin in a fight, so you defended yourself with a gun. But your statement is, I will fight anybody when it right. comes to the celebrity boxing match. But why didn't you just put your gun down and fight the 17-year-old? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why did you have to use your pistol for the 17-year-old, but now you're willing to fight anybody? Yeah. You know? It's like, I don't know. No, it is. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's sick. Like, that's sick. Like, no, that's probably one of the... Sick. Like, the, the, the last thing I heard that was that sick to me was the Jerry Sandusky right. thing. Like, it's that sick to me. That people are that... It hasn't struck... That's the money. thing about... It hasn't hit me in a visceral way. What, the George Zimmerman yeah. thing? It, to me, it has because it's, it's so obscene that on every level, it's like, why is George Zimmerman doing that? Why wouldn't he just go, oh, I'll Fade away. I actually yeah, thought I mean, of sadder when Manute Bull fought in that celebrity boxing. Remember that? Who did he no. fight? He, it was... Remember, That's like, Sonya Harding Bull. fought and a bunch of people... It was on Fox probably five years ago. It was fucking. It was just sad seeing Manute Ball have to like. I just don't understand why we're celebrating sociopaths. It's George Zimmerman oh, is yeah, clearly I, a sociopath. Yeah, he's a sociopath. From everything he's done with his wife. I hope. I hope sociopath. karma catches up with him. I do too. I hope karma catches up with all of society for creating a world in which George Zimmerman is. Well, you know what I would say. It's. Uh, it looks like Hugh Hefner is going to beat the clock on karma because <laughs> that motherfucker is still you having think? a way better day than all of us. Because he's still getting pussy. Yes. That's his reason to live. Yes. George, I mean, not George Zimmerman. Hugh Hefner will not die unless he wakes up one day and he has erectile dysfunction. When he can't get then pussy he'll kill no himself. more, no, he'll die. He'll just he'll wither away. It's just like a crackhead who's been on crack for 30 years. <laughs> as soon as you get clean, he's going to die. Yeah. 
You or know? it's like the guy who dies when his wife dies. When his wife dies, exactly. Yeah. His, it's so like, his wife is pussy. Pussy is his wife. <laughs> no, his wife is Hugh Hefner's wife. Hugh Hefner's wife is his penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> pussy will still be around, but erectile dysfunction is a whole other beast, okay? That's the worst. Can you imagine having erectile dysfunction? I had it one time. During, during no, 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 no. Not being able to get your dick hard is different. Hold on. The Chappelle show had you that stressed out that you couldn't get your dick hard? Chappelle had it too. We what? both had erectile dysfunction so badly that I was like, dude, I can't get a fucking... And he goes, yeah, you got to take your computer off your lap. I can't either. What's your problem? <laughs> and I was like, it's not a computer. You've never, I'd... never been unable to get it up. Not one time no, in your life. No, it's, it's happened to me once. It happened to me. Um, I was in a white Lumina caravan uh, in, in behind Berkeley High School, which is the high school I went to. My mother used to have the van. and I was. About this to... is totally defensible, by the way, in a caravan behind a high school. No, I get it. I was... <laughs> like, it's fine. I was young. And I was about to have sex with this chick whose period was on. And my dick wouldn't get hard. So clearly God was. Oh, I had it a question myself. from a girl who is dating a uh, brother who's he. Do brothers not like fucking girls on their period? A period don't stop nothing but a sentence okay. to me. A step, m- nothing but a what? A period don't stop nothing but a sentence. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> all right, good. Because all right, you're wax. You're saying as well. Nah, you don't care. Wax, my brother. my brother. Wax. He claimed to not do nothing. He's a liar. He I would. Sex with a no, but you're, see, you're on some don't care shit, right? Do you care? Oh, you I do care. care. I'm, right. I'm wax in this situation. You do care if a girl's I on a period? Yeah. Who cares? It's biohazard. Get a towel. Man. Put a towel down, put a condom on, and run it's, that red it's light. It's blood, man. I mean, that's... That, yeah, I'm so, I don't think it's dirty. I think it's a like... Biohazard. Yeah, biohazard. Are you fucking, are you you fucking creatures from Black Lagoon? Have, you, have <laughs> you ever fucked a girl and made her bleed? Just made her I bleed? I have had that happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. You don't stop then. That happened to me this morning. You don't stop. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. That happened to me this morning. I'm banging this chick and she's like, she started bleeding. There's nothing I could do. And she just tell, started telling me how big my dick was, which was a great ego boost, by the That's way. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Congratulations. What a great day. My dick is so big. She actually, up. her exact Blood. words to me was... That's why you act the way you act because you have a big dick. That's, Isn't that that's nice? what she said to me. I've never had anybody say that to me. I thought that was the nicest thing I've ever heard in it's my life. It's the great thing. <laughs> you proposed that moment. But I never thought I had a big dick. I'm like seven inches, three, four, eight when it's Come on. Out. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, I haven't done a lot of thinking about it. I mean, I'm only seven inches, three, four. He four. hit me to something that there's a website, and I, and I mentioned oh, it on Rogan's podcast. Uh, by country penis size. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. I actually, crazy. I, I actually wanted that map. It's a map. That yeah. Right. It's, it's, the penises are on the map. You know what's crazy? And I think it was Angola was the biggest. Google it. Yeah. It, it was. It was like seven point one three average. Mm-hmm. South Korea or whatever was the smallest. It was like. 3.4 average. The difference between biggest and yeah. smallest is it's so an entire dick. It's a whole dick. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole white guy's yeah. dick. I mean, gotcha. that is how that is so crazy. Got gotcha. you. So Neil, listen. Now, have yeah. you wanted to do anything else after Chappelle show? <laughs> I have done other shit. Just wasn't successful or wasn't popular. Really? Yeah. Did a movie with Jeremy Piven, didn't do what well. Movie did you do with it's called The Goods, car movie. Will Farrell's in it. He produced it. I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, you didn't see it. Um, I've done a couple pilots. I just did an hour for stand up that's good. I saw, I, I want, I'm actually going to watch that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Do you consider yourself a genius? No. Because you know what you and Chappelle did was absolute yeah, genius. Yeah, but that's just like, that's like uh, more just like hard work. I'm real good at sketches. That's all I'll say. Like, I'm very good at sketches. I'm real good at, like, writing them and directing them and stuff. That's what I tell people all the time, too. Like, when people try to act like what you do is so amazing, it's just like, yo, I'm just going to keep doing the work, man. That's all it's yeah, about. Yeah, it's just your brain can figure out a way to say fucking organize. It's just your brain organizes shit in a certain way. Yeah. Do you think that there's a difference between being honest and being mean? And what is it? Well, being mean is, is well, they say the truth hurts. 
So it's hard not to be honest and not be slightly mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's no way around it. You know what I mean? It's, there's no nice way to say. Neil's wearing an orange sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no nice way to say, Charlemagne, your breath stinks. <laughs> it's just about how you take it. You know, like I tell people all the time, you have freedom of speech, but then you have the freedom to be offended, too. Like me, I don't get offended. Have you ever given anybody a piece of gum because they had bad breath? Yeah, and I'll tell them, like, yo, you need to take this gum. If you offer somebody gum and they be like, no, I'm good. Have no, you ever done, is that a dick move? No, that's actually okay. a compassionate move, but it's a difficult compassion to give someone. But what is Somebody so hard? They saw Kobe do that, and they're like, "What a dick move!" It's like, eh, he was it's like, nice. "My man." I mean, I'd, I would like yeah. that. Listen, we need to be asking ourselves why is it so hard to tell people the truth nowadays? Yeah. Do you have a hard time booking guests? Because, or and did you because of how raw your interviews are? Um, guess that have something to hide. I guess it's probably there was probably a tipping point, right? Where it was hard. People didn't want to come on, and then at a certain point, people were like, "Fuck it." I'll now go people on. go on your show to get fucked with. Yeah, I mean, but but I think because they realize. He's coming from a good place. He's not right. trying to fuck with me. It's yeah. not you're coming in and you're going to get ambushed and you ain't shit and yada, yada, yada. No, let's have a real conversation. And you're more famous now, so they feel like you're on their like level, so to speak. Like, they, you, like you have as much to lose as they do. I don't know. You're See, on TV a lot, man. I am on TV a lot, but that don't mean you're famous. All right, yeah. so it who, who, means something. Who are your top donkeys? Top five donkeys top of five life. Donkeys, donkeys of, of life. the life. Um, definitely probably the first... The first Mr. C one, that was one of them when he first got uh-huh. caught. And that's when the whole Be Free, Mr. Free, Be, C, be Free, Mr. C, Be Free chant started. And um, then the one after that was when his uh, his co- his employee, Funk Flex, came at me. And I went what to him. If, what did Funk Flex say? He what did, did he scream at you? Uh-huh. It would be terrible to have him talking shit because it's all yeah, screaming. Yeah. That's when Howard actually talked about Howard Stern actually talked about that on his show. He was playing our rants back and forth. But I dubbed Flex Flex Hogan. <laughs> that's the name that's been stuck with him because he always sounds like an old yeah. wrestler. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. The flex runs wild on you, like you know. Um, those two. Let me see. What was the, another three? I don't know. Probably, probably. What did I, flex? I, I liked, what I, was Flex's angle on you? He was just upset that I was coming at his guy, Mister C. So basically, he told me, and this was funny because he told me this two years ago. He goes, I remember he never said. He said, sooner or later. Clear Channel's going to get tired of you, and they're going to fire you, and then you're going to be over here begging us for a job, and we're going to clown you, and Viacom's going to get tired of you. I was where you at were at 15 years ago, fam. And I'm like, all right. Well, two years later, I got more TV shows. We're nationally syndicated through Clear Channel. So I we guess- have some bad news. Clear Channel yeah. is tired of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're fired. You've been downgraded to the Champs Podcast. Uh, I love podcast. the Champs Podcast. First you're of all, doing a podcast in a room. You know how I knew this was. A, I always knew it was a big deal because we we talk about it, like especially up at the MTV Two offices. Right. Like my man Ryan Ling, he's a big fan of your podcast. He's a creative guy, code, oh, girl, cool. code, and stuff. And when MTV told me I, we need you to stay in LA another day to do Neil Brennan's Champs Podcast, and we're paying for the room and everything. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! We didn't know That's about this. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they said they, I got over here in a car service. They bought a car service. To <laughs> no, I saw the car service. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, MTV. I, the publicist reached out. She yeah. had a few artists she wanted us to work with. Very cool. Fantastic. That was a big deal. This that was when big... we got into the New Yorker. Or the New Yorker. With, with the New Yorker. When we it'll got be, in New it'll York be a magazine, while until we're in the New Yorker. Like, Ooh, yeah. Seth Meyers likes that, it. That happened for me, too. I got in the New York Times. Ever since I've been in the New York Times, I see the change. But well, that's like when the people get nominated for Grammys that just or win a Grammy. They just go, Grammy winner. So when you can yeah. do fucking all kinds yeah. of shit, but you're good. I mean, that's just the truth. Just as a Thank dude you, that sees what you do, you're good at what you do. Yeah. Even though it's dressed up in this like you know hip hop world, it doesn't matter. You're a good fucking interviewer. And see, that's you're- what I hate too. I hate that I, I I don't like any title. Like I like what you just said. He's good. 
You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah, say you it. just make you're good. You're a good. Uh, you make compelling you're, interviews. You're, yeah, you're, exactly. but it's not just interviews. You're good at those shows too. It's not hip hop. You, you have an. Here's what it is. Rock told me uh, when him and Sandler auditioned for Saturday Night Live, four people did better than them at mm-hmm. the audition. Really? To the point where Rock and Sandler left, <laughs> didn't even stick around, and so finally Rock said to Lauren, "Like, hey, why did you hire me and Sandler instead of like Dana Gould and?" Somebody else. And he goes, you're original thinkers. He goes, I can get people to do impressions and shit. He goes, original thought is what you right, need. That's and that's what you have. I love Chris Rock. He's the greatest stand-up Chris comedian greatest. of all time yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't grow up in the Richard Pryor era. You know, even though I, I watch his old stuff. And I, my father used to let me, like, watch Eddie Murphy Raw and Delirious. But I love Chris because not only is he funny, his comedy has socially redeeming value. Yeah. In it. No, you're right. I think you're right. The people our age, Rock was the defining philosopher comic he's of our the time. Best. Not Carlin, not Pryor, because no. that wasn't he's our era. He's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and also what he was saying were things that were applicable to people in, that grew up in our era. I'm fiending yeah. for another Chris Rock stand up. Have you seen? He's got a new hour. It's great. I haven't seen it. They, uh, they, they he's tell me he not, pops up in comedy shows and stuff. Yeah, no, he's doing. Uh, he's doing. Um, are you literally walking out to smoke? Oh, all right. I thought Moshe was that bad. Uh, no, he's got a new hour. He's got an hour and something. Is he going to do stand up? Is he going to do a yeah, special? He's been doing it. Yeah, he's been. It's he's been working on a movie, but now the he. I think he's just going to start booking shit. That's one of the go people out of the road. I, I really would love to meet just to shake his hand and tell him. Oh, I'm sure he knows who you are and thinks is. you're funny. I doubt it. No, that's what. Bu- that's what. Bu- no, 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 no dude. Do. Rock knows. He's on Facebook all the time. Really? He's is that really his Twitter page? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rock is on fucking Facebook. Yesterday was his birthday, and I wrote like, "Hey, everybody, wish Chris a happy birthday." And I'm fucking deli. Like, we I talked to him on the phone yesterday for like 45 minutes. He's, he's not like, that funny on Twitter though. Like, no, because he, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he does that one joke that's funny. That's like, Jam Master J is it's Jam Master J's birthday and schools are closed. God yeah. bless you, President Obama, or something. But it'll be a Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. It's a funny joke. It's like stupid. Like he, yeah. but he doesn't really give a fuck. But no, his new hour is fucking awesome. I want to see it. He's I, just fucking funny. It's socially redeeming value. That's what yeah. people, people don't. It's hard to find that balance between righteousness and ratchetness. Yeah. And like me, yeah. that's why I don't ever want to be considered a comedian because I want you to take me serious. Yeah. When I say certain things, because I think sometimes the, the truth gets lost in comedy. What do you think? I got into it online with a writer that I'll talk about. Hopefully, we have him on the show. It's this guy named Tanahisi Coates, and. Uh, he got mad at because I did a big interview for BuzzFeed and I talked all kinds of racial shit. And uh, why does but, race get people so upset in America? Uh, it makes people fucking crazy. crazy. And it's like, and I literally said to him, "I was like, Tennessee, I'm the only one who gives a shit from white people. Like, I will <laughs> for real. All this shit about we need to have a conversation. I'm the only fucking person who is in black rooms doing fucking black shit, talking about. We only have black people on the show." Because it fucking needs to be talked about. Word. Uh, but people fucking lose their mind. And they just go to these snap judgments. And everyone's so defensive. And I find black people have their fist balled up so hard. Just any white person. It, me, I found in particular, they came at me. And it's what? like, well, what do you want? What is this? This Because I said to Tana, he, uh, it's like, dude, if you're mad at me, you must be mad all the time. Because I'm... Yeah. I'm on the far end of fucking white Is he uh, black? empathy. Yeah. Do you do realize that some of us have practiced victimology for so long, that's all we know how to do is be the victim? Well, there's also a righteousness to it that uh, is must be great. But it's not real. It's not real to a certain extent anymore. How, how, many, how, how much longer are we going to tell 
our people, my black people. Yeah, what that, do you want black people to know about white people, and what do you want white people to know about black I people? I don't want them to know anything about either. I just want them to know that we're all Americans. Yeah. We're all God's children. We're all spiritual beings living a human existence. George and, Zimmerman? And we can... Yeah, he is. But he just he chose... Listen, destiny's not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. Zimmerman just chose the wrong thing. That's it. But what I want us to know is we can all be whatever it is we want to be in this country, on this planet, period. Yeah. There's no sky's the limit. Yeah. We keep putting the limit on each other saying, oh, like how many times you don't hear black people say, oh, the white man's holding me back anymore. The system's holding me back. The people that are still holding on to that are older are just younger people who are trying to justify their failures. But I always say that. I Yeah, I think that's uh, that's why I hate conspiracy theories because it's just like, it man, nothing. it's like, we it's like there's no conspiracy. It's fucking it's 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 a dem- it's it's capitalism, man. It's more obvious than you think. Yeah, it it's fucking ca- they don't need to fucking plant images and all this shit. It's no. like it's do you make money? Come on. That's it. Like, listen, with us, they think if you're a black man and you're successful, you're either in the Illuminati or you're gay. Yeah, the fact that they're gay is people. One of the two. How many dudes in the hood do you think really believe in the Illuminati? A lot. Like 40, over 40%, right? A lot. Right? Yeah. They really think Like, it's, it's crazy. A lot. Oh, he sold his soul. It's a secret society. Yeah. Like, no, no. It's like, no, you're just dumb or, or lazy. <laughs> exactly. You're dumb or lazy. Yeah. You didn't go out there and get it the way I, yeah. I chose to go out there yeah. and get it. Wait, but. There is a, I mean, tell me if you disagree. There is a system in place that makes it like I, my mom is deaf, right? And yeah. I, and she's got a master's degree. And I and I always say, in order for my mom, who's a yep. deaf woman, to get a master's degree, she had to be like four times the genius of a hearing person getting a master's degree. The same thing, in, like in the hood or in an impoverished neighborhood, you have to be exceptional exceptional to be average in that that system. And you're exceptional, by the way. Thank you. But you're absolutely right what you said about your mom, but I use it in hood terms. Look at DMX. DMX was on crack the whole time he was going platinum, the whole time he was in movies. He was in crack at least. He was at least on crack. He was on crack throughout throughout that whole time. I I talked to his wife. His wife said at one point they had $40 million that they could go touch, like liquid, $40 million. So what's your excuse? I'm just saying. No, no, what's no, what's no, your excuse I agree. for not being but what, successful? You know the idea of like white people being born on third and hit, think they hit a triple, right? Exactly. And, and but it's like, dude, if you go to a shitty school, if there's shit, if you're surrounded by shit, I always say white people born on third think they hit a triple, and black people born in the dugout and think they struck out. It's like, no, it's if you're fucking born into shit, it is way harder, but it's not impossible. It's clearly not impossible. Yeah. You just got to have somebody plant the seed inside yeah. you. Your thoughts become things. You don't have to become your environment. You can learn to transcend your circumstances. Yeah. I'm from a dirt road in Mount Corner. From, from, I'm from a dirt road in Mount Corner, South Carolina. And it shows. Population bro. less than 8,000. Okay? <laughs> Population less than 8,000. I did Arsenio last night. Right. Yeah, I've been but in the New I York think, Times. You know well, what? Not, I did it two weeks ago, brother. Where was you? I'm <laughs> way ahead of you. <laughs> No, but what I don't think isn't fair is that you're not you're not giving credence to the fact that you are you do have exceptionalism. There is something you about are an you. exceptional talent, and I will say, and you also are. It's like you got the fucking can talk, man. It's like yeah. If what you if you're some it, dumb dude? But what I'm saying is, you're yeah, you're smart and you can talk. I don't think it's simple for everyone. I think it's possible, and I think if it is a thing where you can just go work for free, that's the other thing I've said. Someone said uh, if you want to work somewhere. Go there and work for free, and they'll hire you eventually. I've worked for free. Yeah, I, no, I, I worked agree. Worked for Wendy Williams for a year and a half and never received a paycheck. Yeah, I came from South Carolina. Wendy said, "We can't pay you, but we can give you a place to stay." <laughs> I said, "Cool." Yeah, and I took advantage of that opportunity because I knew if I yeah. did what I was supposed to do there, I would end up. You know here. what it is? A lot of it's delayed gratification. It's like the the thing with you can be anything in this country. Yeah, but just know that your life is going to suck 
for some period of time. If you're white and from rich people, it's gonna sh- it's gonna suck for a shorter period of time. If you're black and poor, it's gonna suck for fucking over five years. Listen, if it's, if it's white, if you're white, it's gonna suck for under two. And I'm if you're ju- black I'm just and saying, poor, I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in that white privilege shit. And I'm gonna tell you why. I don't know. There probably is such thing as white privilege, but what about the kids that are privileged who don't make it? Who don't yeah. ever become shit? Yeah. Those stories are never heard. That's the documentary I want to see. The white <laughs> you ain't, guy. It's called who, You Ain't Shit. You Ain't Shit. Because you really ain't shit. If you was born yeah. into wealth and had every opportunity. You find and, a way to fail. And you find a way to fuck it up, you yeah. ain't shit. Yeah. That's the documentary I want to hear. And I think that'll make a lot of other black people who aren't making it feel better about themselves. And they'll just it, go, man. oh, I, well, and, I think. And, that- and, and, and not, not only feel better about yourself, but let you know that. It is just a matter of choice. It's not a matter of chance. Destiny's yeah. not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. Outcast had the record. Get up, get out, and get something. Don't let the days of your life pass by. You got to get up, get out, and get something. Don't spend all your time getting high. That's what a lot of people do. You know what I did? I talk about what I heard about Andre? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told me this. Did I tell it on the air? I don't, don't tell me Andre's gay. No. What? Uh, <laughs> no, I heard. I, I don't know if this when you is true or like, not. Uh, the reason he stopped rapping is he he wanted everyone that was making their living off of Outcast to find another way to make a living. Which is if it's true, it's my favorite reason ever. That's genius. For not rapping. That's dope. And uh, I guess the last guy finally got a day job, so now he's back. Boom. The uh, last guy right. figured out a way to not live off Outcast. Question. Yeah, who do you love, who do you hate musically? Who are the, who are the wackest, who are the dopest in hip hop right now? You know what's funny, man? I, I could easily answer this question five years ago. Five years ago, I could just ring them off. Chingy right. was terrible, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, it's a lot of good rappers. Yeah. Great rappers. Like, hip hop is a lot the, of real charming dudes, man. Because they're being real. They yeah. ain't, they're not posing. They're not coming in trying to be gangsters. They're not claiming to yeah. be the biggest drug deal in the world. They're just being themselves. Kendrick yeah. Lamar coming here with the same hoodie you're wearing on, yeah. wearing right now. But not yeah. orange. Not orange. Yeah. Fuck you. He <laughs> yeah. wears orange. And, and, and be cool. So it's like, it's hard now. Like, who's, to me, I don't know who's whack. There isn't, to me, there, is, there isn't a lot of whack rappers nowadays. You yeah. like Macklemore? I love Macklemore. I love Macklemore. I thought, I, you know, everybody was saying, um, that you know they were upset that he won best Grammy, I mean best hip hop album over Kendrick. Did he deserve to win? I don't. I can never say what a person deserves to win. Do I think Kendrick's album was better? Absolutely. But that has been the Grammys' way. The Grammys. Like, oh yeah, young, that's what the Grammys like, like. Young the MC. The fact that people are still like, what the fuck? It's Who? like, dude, it's the it's old people. Young MC bust a move, beat Public Enemy. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. <laughs> right. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick and NWA's. I think it was straight out of Compton. Yeah. So who gives a fuck? That's the Grammys' way. Yeah. I, yeah. Do. The fact that people are like, what? The fact that people. We, that's why they get good ratings. The more they have ba- make bad decisions, and people go like, "What the fuck? They did it to us again." It's like, yeah, that's how the shit works. That's Listen, how can you it. not? How can you be an American and not respect Macklemore? Stories like that only happen in America. Independent artists from Seattle, from Seattle, independent sells eighteen million singles or some shit like that. Only in America can that kind of stuff happen. Right. You got to salute that and root for that man. Only in America and, will there be a person from Seattle. I will give you that. Yes. And, 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 and I like the fact that he's fearless. That same, that same love song is fearless. Yeah. Who says that in the rap world? No black rapper would start off a song when I was three. I thought I was gay. Yeah. That sounds like to the beginning of a bad punchline. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. This motherfucker. Stop the car real quick. Yo, we out, yo. yo, yo what you, this whole, I'm a walk, man. It's the kind of shit this. you listen to, you son. Thought you were what? <laughs> what? You oh, about to get funny. fucked up. You don't change the station right now. But I'm going to tell you what's going to fuck everybody up. I'm telling you, and I, I said this two years ago on a Vlad TV interview, 
It's going to come a time where it's going to be a hardcore gay gangster rapper. You know, there's a dude named Dead Lee. Never heard of him. In L.A. He's not good. But he is, that's his shtick. It's half no. the way there. It's the, going to be somebody that... The every, faggot's got a gat and there's no turning back. That no, was his It's going to be somebody that everybody likes. And yeah. everybody's going to already be so into his music. And then he's going to And, and he's going to have such obvious signs that he's gay. It's gonna be, he's going to be wearing dresses. <laughs> he's going to have his fingernails painted. He's going to be calling girls boo and baby. And yeah. nobody's going to know what it is. And they're going to already like him. And then they're going to find out he's gay. And everybody's going to be confused and as then, hell. And then the next record, he'll start talking about, like, this dude came and sucked my dick. And we're all going to be yes. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, you got to get your dick sucked, yep. dude. Yep. That's just some shit. And, That's yeah. what he's into. And if anybody questions him, he's going to pull a gun out on him and shoot yeah. at him, a pistol whip him, and it's going to yeah. be like, whoa, respect his yeah. big gangster. It's like Omar. Make you suck Omar, Omar from the wire as a rapper. Right. Yeah. yeah, It's coming. Chappelle it's coming. always made the observation that one of, one a basketball player was going to be good at rap, and it was going to be fucking hilarious. Like, a, if LeBron could rhyme be fucking mind-blowing. Well, see, Shaq I, rap? Yeah, I see you've never seen the... No, Fush, Shaq rap, You've yo. never seen the Fooshnickens uh, featuring Shaquille Shaq was hot, yo. That verse on that Fooshnickens record was hot. The joint he had with Rizzo and Meth, yeah, man, we don't need no hook. Come on. Stop Shaq this. was dope, yo. <laughs> you Shaq of all dope. people. You of all people was, who could man. call someone whack. He was. Shaq wasn't whack, yo. Fact, I mean, Shaq was just doing the Fooshnickens rhythm, though. It wasn't like him. Oh, yeah, hit a lot. Do you remember the joint with Rizzo and Meth, man? We don't need no hook. Well, he had the fangs uh, in the vaguely. video. I don't remember vaguely. that Shaq one. was dope. Yo. He's also a wonderful rapper if you've seen Shazam. Uh, uh, actor. You've seen Shazam. No, Truly a classic. Shazam was terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So what do you, uh, what do you, what's your girl? What are your, what do you got on girls, man? Yeah. Where are you? With women? Yeah. I love women. I mean, I got a, you know, the mother of my child. What do child. they think of you? Uh, but they love fucking Charlemagne. Yeah, as far as Leonard Larry, who's the real person, they don't know him at all. But don't, see, I'm cool with that. I'm not one of these. But baby mama oh, knows yeah. Larry. Baby mama knows Larry or no? Yeah, absolutely. She built me for 15, 16 years. You know, that's my fiance actually. So oh yeah, we've been to this day. Yeah, right now. Well, no, I just, I proposed to her last year. But didn't you say? Man, Do I'm you confused. care about fucking? people? Are so cool. does she care about you fucking? People's lives. She are don't so know. Cool. This is all entertainment. You just recorded that you made a woman's pussy bleed this it's all morning. Entertainment. It's all oh, entertainment. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all entertainment. Yeah. She's not going to listen to Neil Brennan's podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> it's Neil Brennan and Moshe Fuck Kasher's you, podcast. She might be a huge Moshe Kasher fan, yeah, just Moshe so you Kasher. know. You never know. And then, and Moshe then, Kapper. He just and you. then if she does, <laughs> if she does. He's a fan, too. You can tell yeah, Charlamagne's a fan. Just it. take the L. You lost. <laughs> the L was pre-taken. If she does hear about it, I'm just going to be like, oh, we was just fucking around. You should right. listen to Donnell one because we had we go over a text exchange. It's so fucking funny. It's like one of my favorite episodes where like he w- it's hilarious. Um, but I, they- love, I, lo- I love women. Women women is actually probably my problem because I feel like I can save all women with what do they need to do differently? No, it's just like I can be having a regular conversation with a girl. This is how I know Martin Luther King used to get so much pussy, right? And Elijah Muhammad. Because think about this: girls really do come to me for advice and stuff, right? So I give them advice, but then it's almost like. I become their big brother, and then it's like they get an infatuation with me, and I'm around them when they're vulnerable. They end up sleeping with me. I always say if you talk to a girl for more than an hour and a half, she's 80% more likely to Absolutely. Fuck and that's it's an hour and a half. And, and I, she, she's way more likely to fuck And you. I mean well. I'm not trying to manipulate yeah. her. I'm really just being a concerned friend. And the next thing I know, I'm in her pussy. Which is cool, and we're still concerned. Friends you're just in. You're just, yeah. I'm just trying to find out if there's face. anything wrong in your pussy. Does this Absolutely. feel okay? How about this one? How Absolutely. about this one? Is this too many fingers? Go yeah, ahead. I guarantee you, Martin Luther King Jr. went through the same thing. You know, they always say Martin Luther King was a hoe. Yeah, it's because he was counseling all of these women. Yeah, and then he he didn't even want to do it. He didn't want to do it. It's like poor, fuck. poor Martin. 
Here's I gotta fuck the, the spirit indoor. You know. So, but uh, I, I, I love women. I just women. We we got to start treating women better. Women are a reflection of the men in America. We a have, friend of mine said something interesting, which is uh, based on what how how the NFL reacted to Michael Vick. That dogs get more respect than women because if he had beaten a woman, mm. they oh, would have maybe suspended Brown. him like a half. I mean, look at the Mike Vick, Chris Brown situation. That's true. Yeah. Chris you Brown. Know? Well, Chris Brown has never bounced back. Oh people no! Still, that, never. Still hate him. Forever. Oh never. Uh, no! I gotta say, he still has. He has way more fans than I thought he would. Mm, yeah, but he's hasn't bounced back. You gotta think. Chris Brown was about to be on Beyonce Rihanna level. Now yeah. he's he he went from. Front row at the Grammys to BT Hip Hop Awards. Yeah, but he opens the show. I mean, that's something. The Hip Hop Awards? Yeah, yeah who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? At a certain point. But, but we, and, and we objectify women. By the too. way, I heard the real story, and I can never repeat it, but he had a point. Oh, well, when get he out of yeah. here. I'll but, tell you off the air. I won't tell you because you no won't be able to. There's no way he had the, a point. I fucking will tell you the circumstance. No, no, no. I'm not saying but I'm saying the circumstances... I'm sure like, he was very wow. There's only one reason, valid reason, he could have did that to Rihanna in that car. If he was getting head and she started biting his dick and he had to right. hit on her to make her remove Oh, her yeah, I'm not saying he should have hit her. I'm just saying when I heard the story, I was like, eh. See, that's the problem. See, the fact, but you know why? Because we objectify women. When you see a hot girl, you don't want to know what her name is or what she's into. you like, yeah. I would fuck her. You've automatically objectified. She got some big ass titties. She got a fat ass. You can walk up there and slap her on her ass and nobody will give a shit. Yeah. What do you feel about calling women bitches? It's the same thing as calling people niggas. It's not good. It's great. It's the, <laughs> it's the best. It, it can never be positive, but women have to stop owning but that But you shit. don't, you say bitches, you don't mean it negatively. You I don't, just feel I don't, like I don't, I don't, a, I don't say bitch. You, oh, you don't? I don't. I mean, I got, I got a daughter and my mother, like, I, I, I feel, I, I can call somebody a nigga all day, which is just as wrong, but I don't call women bitches. But Why do you feel like, because guys can take it? Yeah. I yeah. feel like guys can take it. And I rather, yeah. I just, I, I like, I think the word nigga is better than me. Nigga is harsher. I'd rather call a girl a nigga. Look at that nigga. <laughs> Stupid ass nigga. I totally agree. You know what I'm saying? She Stupid got a ass fat ass. ass. Yeah, ass I like nigga. calling white people the N word because they don't oh, know I what lo- the fuck oh, to do. Oh my God. They Listen, don't know what. They're excited. They're ex- they're upset. I started calling people Bieber's because, you know, I didn't want to use the N word no yeah. more. But when I was using the N word, I'd love to walk in the room and be like, what up, my nigga Neil? Just yeah. in front of a bunch of white oh, people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, trust me, I know black dudes use it as like a, the wield it as like their way of bringing you in. Right. Like so, you, so, you know, I've seen it. People have done it. It's like a velvet rope. But, but like, that, come on in. Also, I can't believe I haven't. This is probably one of the first podcasts I haven't done it. Go ahead. But to answer your question about the word bitches. Because uh, you, you got wax posted up next to me. That's the big thing. He's a nigga. Ready Women to have to stop owning the Thank word too. Thank you. Like you can't get mad at me for calling you a bitch, but then you on Twitter talking about, you know, me and my bitches going to the club, or me and all my bad bitches. Yeah. We fine ass bitches. Like, come on. If it's bad, it's bad. Period. Yeah. Well, the same with the N word, though. Same with the N word. Like, if, if you're bad, gonna call me it, why, why, why is it? It's there's something bad. I'm not gonna. You don't mean it bad to me. I don't mean it bad to you. Like, it, it tripped me out when everybody got mad at Madonna when she was on Instagram and she told her son she put hashtag this nigga. No, she didn't. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and he's black? Like a month no, ago. Not no, not even to the black adopted son. Oh, that would have been hilarious. No. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And when, when everybody was mad, I was like, well, she must have said that to the black adopted son. She said it to her real biological white son. Yeah. What's wrong with that? That's if, crazy. I agree. If, if a white woman wants to call That's her white son a nigga. My act is I call myself it. Where, where are we? Is that racist? If I call myself... Listen, I feel like black people have made tremendous strides in America. Yeah. If a white woman over 50 years old calls her white son a nigga in a loving way. 
Yeah, uh, this I agree. Uh, <laughs> this nigga. Yeah, and if, we, a, and if a black and she, if a black guest can eat granola on a podcast, I yeah. think we've come a, <laughs> we've come <laughs> a long <laughs> way. Kashi, you no can't less. tell me that's not equality. That is, and that's and we, you know, and she wouldn't say it if she didn't have a lot of black friends. Exactly. That's a couple. Madonna, fuck Big Daddy Kane. Okay. No, no, she he did didn't. Not. He was on the podcast. Champs podcast exclusive. Big Daddy didn't fuck Madonna. He did try to shit on a woman, or no, he did try to piss on a woman and ended up shitting on himself. That was also on the podcast. He, unless he was but, lying. He might have been lying, but he said he, he didn't. No, he didn't. Nah, he lied. He lied. He, he, no, he really didn't. He fucked with He was a fan. But he wouldn't tell you that, though. You're not supposed to kiss and tell. He's not going to go on the podcast. No, he would have. He would have. You think so? Yeah. I no, mean, it's Madonna. I, it's I have found it, I found it surprising, too, because it's like Big Daddy Kane was the sex rap guy of the time, and Madonna was definitely trying to fuck people. Madonna yeah. fucked Big Daddy Kane. All right. And she fucked Devontae Swing from Jodeci. That's Fine. that's what I'm holding on from my childhood, and because that's what makes me really like Madonna. When she, I'm like Madonna can use the word nigga. She fucked Big Daddy Kane. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what, not what Devontae though. Yeah, yeah, Devontae. That's Jodeci. <laughs> they actually trying to get back together. I was Jodeci? like, no, put the kibosh on that. Yeah, nobody Dude, wants I to saw, see that shit. I saw um, Bell Biv DeVoe in concert. Some people's voices have gone severely down. But they still got it though. BBD and New Edition still got it. They, you you still go to a, a New Edition show and be very pleased, very pleased. Uh, you didn't have that experience. I, no, I didn't. I did. well, maybe I was. Maybe I saw New Edition. Yeah, it was New Edition. That's who I saw. Sorry, yeah, you yeah. weren't feeling it. Uh, Bobby Brown's voice sounds he very rough. For years. Very rough. Uh, Ralph Tresvant still sounds good. Oh, and um, and um, who's the one that went on to Jodeci? Nobody from New Edition w- went on to Jodeci. Who is? Bro- is it's <laughs> nobody from New Edition. Nobody from New Edition went to Jodeci. Okay, so Bobby Brown, Ralph Tresvant, Bobby Brown, Ralph Tresvant, Bell, Bib DeVoe, and Johnny oh. Gill. Uh, Johnny Gill sounded good, and there was one. There's one more, isn't there? Who, who took over for Bobby Brown? Johnny when he Gill left. I wish there was a way this would take longer. Well, we y'all from LA, y'all ever seen like Johnny Gill and Eddie Murphy hand to hand? Not hand to hand. Everybody always hung out with them. They're an item. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, they're friends. Yeah, you think they're an item? <laughs> nah, come on, man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That was the other way, like, no, nah, fuck that, man. I'm trying to just work with Eddie, man. Get the fuck out Come of here. Come on, man. Eddie, you'll have an edit point. I, it's, when yeah, I start no, my I, story. I'm like, fucking, I'm friends. Like, when I, like, when I start I, my story. Look, I love Eddie Murphy. How yeah. can you not love Eddie Murphy? It's, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. Moshe's mad at him for doing fart jokes and nutty, but I don't give a shit. I think I've moved past that. Oh, I, I've right, had yeah. a real awakening in this podcast. Yeah. Are you smoking wax? No, no, no. I don't smoke weed. What is that? It's nicotine. Why? Why do you have a vaporizer to smoke nicotine? Because you don't want to smoke cigarettes. I'd rather smoke weed. Well, yeah, of course you That's would. That's going to be vapor. They got vaporizers. Is that you healthier the- than nicotine? Yeah, yeah, theoretically for sure. Yeah. Okay. What time you go to sleep, man? Oh, man, it depends what's on television. Like, I'm a Chelsea Handler fan, so I try to watch Chelsea, but it depends. And it depends how tired I am. Do you not, so you don't need a shitload of sleep? Nah, I find when I get too much sleep, I'm actually very tired the next day. If I get eight hours of sleep, I'm fucked up the next day. I need to be moving off three, four hours of sleep, complaining about how tired I am so I can get focused. Got it. You're a Chelsea you know I mean? fan? Have you ever done the show? Nah, I'm, I think I'm about to, though. Everybody keeps saying I'm about to. They keep asking me to do it. Yeah, you would be great on that. So I think I'm going to do Chelsea. Don't flip out. It's a big. De- it'll be a big deal for you. Nah, I'm cool. I like. I listen. I like. I like. It's funny to me. Like especially when like, I do stuff like Arsenio or you know, I, I be doing Bethany now. It's like this is weird. Oh, for sure. Always. It's right. like I'm. I'm really a country ass motherfucker from Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Like this is weird. Like yeah, but if you like, if you just do shit, then you. There's not that many good people. It's like where you'll come up with a good angle on a joke or something. And you're like, how did other people not think of this? 
Yeah. It's just there aren't that many like super good people. <laughs> but, but I mean, true. It's a, that's the truth. Like, like no, there just aren't that many. That's but, why there's a novelty. No, that's right. why I love co- podcasts because like comics are fucking smart and good at talking. You know what's funny when y'all when you used to do sketches with Chappelle. And y'all used to come up with these great observations. It was yeah. just observations of the world. Yeah. And I used to hear other comedians say things like, oh, man, I could have done that. I thought about that. Well, why yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Stupid motherfucker. Like, yeah. if, it's, if it's that easy, yeah. why like, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it was right there. Yeah, you couldn't right figure there, out why. Didn't yeah, it's you? like, if you can, I would say if you can get a joke, you should have written it. Like, if you can get it, you can write it. But that's how I feel about music. That's why it's hard for me to say who's whack. Because it's easy to say somebody like Trinidad James is whack. But I loved all gold everything. Yeah. But, uh, and, uh, but if somebody like a Lupe Fiasco be like, oh, that record's whack. He's not lyrical. But why didn't you come up with it? If it's so easy, why didn't yeah. you create it? Our Soldier Boy, that remember that crank that whoo? Yeah. Why didn't you come up with that? If it was so simple yeah. and so easy to make, why didn't you make it? Yeah, like, if it scratched an itch in the American public's ear, then it must not have been that whack. It, Exactly. Soldier Boy's talent. He has a talent for that type of, for garbage. Yeah, he's a garbage. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Just like, but is it really garbage? And that's my other thing too. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't believe anything is whack nowadays. And the reason I don't believe anything is whack because it's somebody out there that thinks it's good. And that's the, that's crazy. Think about it. If somebody thinks it's good, is it really whack? I mean, yeah. yeah I, I mean, yeah. well, there's like, if some, well, Think I feel it. like if radio is popular, it's probably pretty good. Well, no, but that. But, I, but there are things that are like it's like the thing of like no one went broke underestimating the intelligence of the Amer- American public. Like there are there are comics that are bad comics. Well, that's that are exactly popular, what we were talking about. And you just go like, eh. but so, are they really bad if they're somewhat? If popular? the level of difficulty on their jokes are so shitty that you just kind of go like, yeah, then you're not good. You're not adding anything. You're not advancing the the art. If Chris rocks one, Chris is here. Dave's here. It, there's what are you? Why are they up here and someone else down here? That's true. But I think, did you see the Real Husbands of Hollywood? Because that's a great point. What you said. Did you see the Real Husbands of Hollywood when uh, James David was pretending to be a comedian and Chris was at his show, and Chris left because he thought he was so shitty, and nobody laughed at the joke that he said. Chris said the same joke on Conan that night, and everybody laughed. So it's about who presents it. Like you said, it's not. You said it's a, the level of difficulty is simple, but it's about who presents it. I agree. That makes, I that, mean, there's something to be said but, for charm. But actually, what Neil's talking charisma. about is, is a different phenomenon, which is when somebody is a good presenter with whack material. That is effective. And we were. I was just talking to Chelsea uh, uh, Peretti about this. Like, what does it even matter? Like, sometimes you feel like, what does it even matter what I'm doing? When then you go to the club and some fucking hack is destroying, and you're like. I've got these sophisticated jokes, but who cares? They're just going to laugh at this. Well, well you got to get at better at performing. And, yeah, and you got to learn how to simplify no, I'm things. Not saying it's not about, I'm not saying you guys in particular. No, I, think I know. I'm saying what my point is like Louis C.K. will go up and he'll get a great response, but then some other hack will go up in a different venue and get a similarly wonderful response. What does it even matter? That's sort of to your point. Uh, listen, I, yeah, I, lo- I, I like Louis C.K. I respect what he's done. I watched his last stand up. I didn't laugh once. Right. I it wasn't good. I didn't laugh. At I didn't all. think it was good. Like, I didn't, I didn't laugh not one time like not even a chuckle I was just yeah. sat there and watched like oh okay you know <laughs> but but what is it is, what is it is it whack material right I didn't, yeah you're you're sitting there watching uh, thousands of people laugh at it y- yeah dying but yeah. I'm just like I mean I think that right. particular special the jokes were just weren't that good like, somebody thought it was funny though yeah everybody thought it was funny you know what though but I take that back people are so full of shit I was at Chris Tucker's show last Friday I, I hosted his, his comedy show and it was a, my homegirl was sitting in the front row, older white woman. I go, did you think Chris was funny? 
She goes, no, but I laughed because I was in the front row and I didn't want him to start clowning on me for not laughing. <laughs> yeah. That's whack. I think that, well, I think that's with Louie too. Not like he's whack and people don't want to laugh, but it's like it's an emperor's new clothes thing. At a certain but point, how do you get you better? You don't want to not like somebody. How do you get better if you don't tell everybody the truth? Likes. Well, Don't what bullshit Chris, me. What does Chris Tucker care about getting better at stand-up at this point? He should. Oh, Chris Chris was never a great stand-up. His, his Def Jam his was Def good. His Def Jam was good. No, it's, that's five minutes. Right. He was, he was, it was one of the best five minutes comics ever. But he had nothing to say. After. He's got nothing to say. I feel sorry for stand-up comedians. It's funny because I was just talking to my homeboy, Little Duval, about this this morning. He's a stand-up comic. And it's like, once you get on that stage in front of that microphone, it's so much expectation. The yeah. expectation to make somebody laugh, to be funny. I don't want that. Right. You don't want that kind of expectation. Because you know what? Some people will just sit there and stare at you just because they don't want to laugh. That yeah. Motherfucker. They don't like your shirt. I don't like you. You're not how do you funny. think how do, comedy? Yeah, how hard do you think it is with this sweatshirt? It's crazy. It's the work that Neil moment. does with that. It's like a weighted vest. So basically, though, what we're heroic. saying is the whole entertainment world is not a talent, talent show. It's a popularity contest. It's everything, I think. It's good. It's There are guys like... Chris and Dave and Eddie and all these guys who are very charismatic and very smart. So the guys like that are fucking like, uh, you can't believe. But cream does rise to the top. Sometimes there's some garbage at the top too and you go, how the fuck did you get here? But the cream does rise to the top. Over over an extended period of time in music, in in, uh, comedy, in everything, eventually you get to like, that dude made it because he's good. Yep. Oh yeah. Talent always will win. But what about the people that say, Hard work will beat talent when talent doesn't work. Because all of these shitty comedians, or even shitty rappers we're talking about, will outwork all the motherfuckers with real talent. Because people that have real talent, they have a sense of entitlement. They feel like everything's going to fall into their lap. Look at Kanye. Kanye thinks he can be the head of motherfucking Louis Vuitton or Gucci simply because he's great at music. Right. One don't have shit to do with the other. And you have not proven that you can do anything in the clothing world, period. And he doesn't want to embarrass himself. You haven't even had a good black line yet. You haven't even had a Rockaway or Sean John. Or yeah, exactly. Yet. So what makes you think you can jump into that world? But he's so genius at what he does musically, he thinks he's entitled to be in that world. Yeah, I agree. I think, but I think that there are people like, like talking to Rock yesterday, and he acts like he's not even in comedy. Like he, the way he, like he is one of those hardworking people, like talented, charismatic. And works his ass off. Those are the people that continue to always make it. Yeah, and 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 he's still close to the ground. Like I like, do you know? Especially nowadays, you have all of these reality show stars and like talk show hosts. Like I know people who think they're supposed to act how they think celebrities act. Uh huh. Like I've seen people sit poolside in the Bahamas. Yeah. And a waitress will come to them and they'll be like, "Yo, let me order a round of drinks for all my people." And the waitress will be like, "Okay, I need your card." Calm, whispering like a waitress do. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard the person say, "You're ruining my moment." Uh, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, you yeah. dick? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, who says you have to be a dick when you're a quote-unquote celebrity? Well, they just saw that and they want to ball out. Like, aren't yeah. you? I heard this is how you ball out. <laughs> We're balling out right now. I like the humble guys. I've always heard Chris Rock is a humble guy. Uh-huh. Or Jay Z is a humble guy. You know, these are people that actually have accomplished stuff, but they'll walk in the room and speak to everybody. Hey, hello, how are you? You good? But we were at Arsenio the other day. Exactly. This is a classic case of why a guy makes it. We're at Arsenio the other day, getting ready to interview him. It's a great interview. Anyhow, before we start, Magic walks in, Magic Johnson, uh, and you're and it's fucking you're starstruck. He's first of all, he's six eight. He's the fucking greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, but debatable, whatever. Six Tim eight, done a ton of shit in his life, basketball, non basketball. And he comes eights, in, all, of it. all top eight. Uh, he comes in and he's like, 
It's just me and Moshe in a room, and he goes, "What's up, fellas?" And we're like, we're like yeah, "Hello, you know, sir." Nothing. We're just waiting for Arsenio, and then he like he's like There's leaves the room, beat. and then he comes back, and he's like, "Is everything good with you guys?" Yeah. <laughs> like, do you and care? We're like, man. What do you? But but that's the <laughs> yeah, idea that totally. he was just like, "I've got some time to kill." Um, and I'd just rather it up with just these strangers. Talk. Listen, you guys. that's a great. I was, with, I was actually I interviewed Magic yesterday. He came on the Breakfast Club. But Jay Z does the same thing. Jay Z will come to the Barclays Center early if it's like a show or something. He literally was walking through the whole Barclays Center, just peeking in the room, seeing who was in the room, just to say what's up. And he, and he's like, "Yo, my man DJ Envy, who's my co-host on the Breakfast Club." He's like, "Yo, what's up?" And Jay was like, "What's up?" And he's like, "I'm bored. Ain't shit to do. So I'm just." Here. Yeah, you good? You want to drink? Pour him a shot? Like that's the type of person he is. Yeah, and Magic's the same way. Like I love Magic. Magic got a great spirit. He's a good, yeah, great he spirit. Seems like a yeah. great guy. Great spirit. You can see why. You he know, is. you know what a good guy is. I didn't make an AIDS joke. That's what a good person is. No, you have in the past. I have in the past. Didn't. Now that I've seen him and it's on me, then I'm I more take like, mine he, back. Can I take yeah, mine back? Yes. He told us yesterday the biggest. That's thing, how generous I feel. <laughs> he told us yesterday the biggest thing that has helped him beat AIDS is a positive attitude. I Very, believe that. He said he's never been sick because he has such a positive attitude. Very positive. But you know All how right, you get I take a, that one back as well. <laughs> you know how you get a positive attitude? By treating people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. The simplest shit they taught us in kindergarten. Treat people the way you want to be treated. That's it. Let gratitude be your attitude. Be thankful for the little things because when you're thankful for the little things, you'll get blessed with more. That's why he's so happy. You're happy when you see other people happy. That's the type of person I am. You I'm, happy? All the time. I'm happy because I, I like to make people happy. I want to drink. I want to smoke. Let's laugh. Let's joke. Take that negativity shit away from me. I don't want to hear it. Get away. Go. I'm going to have wax beat you up. We don't want that around us. Like, that's, that's what we do. And that's how you remain happy, by making other people happy. We did it. Um, I had more questions, but fuck it. Um, I think we just answered all of the All of the ones wax. that need to be answered. Any observations? Jesus, wax. He's just looking at a woman watching like pterodactyl porn. (laughs) Oh, shit. Fuck you watching, man. Wax is bored as fuck. (laughs) Jesus, wax. All right, I guess that's it. That's it. I want to thank y'all for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for Neil. Yeah. Um, Dude. No, listen. I know your name. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Moshe. Moshe. Yeah. All right. I've been trying to, I wanted to, I've been trying to remember it the whole interview. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. But it sounds like motion. Then it sounds like Moesha. Remember Moesha? You yourself out. That's how white people are with black names. That's right. Moesha. Neil, Moesha, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Y'all got to come to the Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. For real. What's the MTV2 show? Charlamagne and Friends. You should come uh, to that too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Anytime. Neil's rushing me. He's like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah okay. No, yeah. I don't give a shit. I got questions about how do you, uh, how many friends you got from Carolina besides Wax? A Are lot. you from Carolina? Yeah, oh, he's he from Jersey. He went to school in Carolina. All my friends are still in Carolina. And are you, how do you deal with doing well and do people requesting money and favors and shit? Say no. That's so, it. Okay, hold on. I'm calling. Hey, Charlemagne, it's me. It's du- it's Dookie. You, you know what's funny? You Dookie. Know what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's Dookie from South Carolina. You know what I do? I call my mom. Uh-huh. And I always call my mom and I say, Mom, such and such called me and asked me this. And my mom will say, well, what's the situation? Depending on the situation, I have no problem throwing, throwing you a couple of dollars. But you're not going to make it a habit. You know what I'm saying? After after a couple times, it's like, all right, now, nah, motherfucker, what are you doing to get a job? Yeah. Now let's talk right. about that. You know, uh, I'm not but, really trying to do that right now. That's not but, man. Yeah, man, that's I not me, man. Well, I, mean, I ain't a bank, and I'm not going to continue job, to give you loans. Man. But I'm the type of person, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity. Like, I'll, I'll put you on to who you need to talk to, to 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 get put in position, you know? All right. That's the that's the least I could do. Yeah. All right, we're going to go. That was all it? Right. Yeah, that was all I had. That's all Folks, I had. Thanks, man. Thank you for coming on. Charlemagne the God. Peace Listen out. to him.
Yeah, all your shit. Multiple Monday through club. Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the MTV. Breakfast Club on iHeartRadio. Oh, it's channel. on iHeartRadio. Does yeah. iHeartRadio do well? Like a lot of people Great. listen to that shit? Yeah. yeah. All right. And it's national. Hey, that's listen. good money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Neil, right. the master of the hour. Love, uh, ladies and gentlemen, love. you've been fucking with the Champs podcast. Keep listening. Five star us. We AKA love you. Neil Brennan's podcast. Right? Say oh, nigger, Neil. My dick. <laughs> Say nigger. Nigger. There you go. Now tune into the motherfucking Now you're fucking with the champs.